Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 27th of March, 2018. Yo, what's going on, kids? Howdy. Howdy, indeed. Uh, Hello, Mathis. Indeed, this is our show. Uh, Thank you for filling in the last minute. We had a guest had to temporarily pull out of the show, so Mathis stepped in at short notice. Very much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Of course, always always good. Uh, It's that, and I have to admit, an ulterior motive for bringing you along. Yes, there's an ulterior motive, and that is I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't letting. This is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, you're actually the only one who has played something that chat has been complaining about for weeks that we haven't talked about, and that is Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, you have played yeah. a bunch of it. So I have like 40 hours in that game. You so can far. shut them up, which will be great. because uh, I I decided not to invest a lot of time into that game simply because of the amount of bugs that it has and not wanting to lose progress. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sam and I have watched Kraken play a lot of that game. Yeah. And literally every single stream, he's like, whoops, something broke. <laughs> something <laughs> broke, yeah. It's like, I like the idea of it. I yeah, liked, yeah. like, the first 20 minutes of it. But after I heard about how many bugs it has, and, like, you know what? I have limited time to begin with. I'd rather invest that time to something that doesn't break. It so, is a Eurojank masterpiece. Let's dive right into that, actually. You, know, you, you want to get into it now? Yeah, right? let's yeah, let's get into it right now. It's not like uh, we need an inter- introduction here. This is the Co-Optional Podcast. We occasionally talk about video games. We don't have a sponsor this week, so there's nothing to worry about. Let's go! let's talk about kingdom come or more like to give you a platform to rant about it go kingdom come deliverance is i'm sure people know what it is at this point it's just it's a historically accurate rpg that focuses heavily on the accuracy and the realism claim anyway yes and it 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 does take place during a a conflict that actually happened back in the 14 or 1300s or whenever it was yeah back in what it was bohemia um I have about 40 hours in the game so far. I'm not done with it yet. And I have an absolute love-hate relationship with the game. Because when the game works, when everything's clicking and all the simulation aspects are, are working in tandem with one another and, it, and it's smooth sailing, the game is really incredible. Like, it, it immerses me into the world really well and everything just feels alive in a way that even Bethesda games don't. And this is operating on a budget of like a sixth or a tenth of what Bethesda games really do. I think overall, um, with the Kickstarter, they, they the budget for the game was 35 or 36 million yes. um, to make the whole thing, which is which, not a lot of money, which a lot of people yeah, don't. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things for a game of that scale, that yeah. is not that expensive. Yeah. But what Eurojank usually means is that the developers have bigger eyes and they have budget and they want to do so much different or new or exciting that when they put it all together, while on the surface, the house is really nice. The foundation is like two by fours and duct tape. And if you jostle it even a little bit, it risks coming crashing down around you. And it's like that Coldplay song. Sure. I don't listen to Coldplay. The kids know what I'm talking about. Do they? Do the kids, the kids still listen to Coldplay, Jesse? Is that Jesse, is that what the kids are listening it. to right now? Uh, can I sing it for the kids? No, no, oh. because I I'm, not, to fix you. I'm not John Coldplay, lead singer of Coldplay. Indeed, so March this week, the famous lead song. singer of Coldplay. <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> 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 
That's not how it works. I can't it's like you. the government gets together like, I know you want to ban guns, but what if Jesse sings you a song? <laughs> Perfect. No, what I don't want that put on me. <laughs> anyway, so... There are, there, this is some of the aspects of the game that the people that aren't really bugs, just the way the game is designed, are immediately going to drive a lot of people off. So the first six or seven hours of the game is all tutorial. Like, it's all just tutorial. You're yeah. playing a peasant who doesn't know how to do anything. So when you pick up a sword and you have no training, there's no, like, uh, the reticule's there, but there's no, like, indicators of when to guard or how to swing or any combos because your character doesn't know any of that stuff. And he doesn't start learning that stuff for, like, the first two, three, or four hours. It's a and really start- interesting right. idea, isn't it? To to yeah. take like what is basically a story element and literally implement it mechanically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm intrigued and by it. I actually like, I hated it when I first started because I didn't understand. I wasn't fully aware, but as my character gets better and better and better, and it's one of those games where there's no like leveling. It's it's kind of old school RPG where the more you do something, the better you get yes. at it, Yeah. Um, which I really like. And once you understand the combat and you've had proper training by like a proper knight and you've practiced a bunch and you've attacked bandits. And Can I ask a question? Yes. Before you become a knight, who is yes. this character? He is the Literally son of a blacksmith in a small nobody. town. Yeah. So does he have any discernible, like how old is this character? He's gotta be like 20, maybe 21. At, at, okay, at 20 or 21, he has no discernible skills? He can do a few little things, but the, the the gist of your character, Henry, is he's more or less pretty damn lazy, and he sleeps in all the time. He doesn't really do much. That's kind of he how sleeps the in the Middle Ages. Oh, they yeah. would have. So that's how you know, like he doesn't. They would have burned his ass at the stake. But, you know, the, like the, kind of the, the the plot hook, I guess, for your character outside of your typical your village is burned to the ground by a mysterious enemy and etc. Is like your dad isn't really necessarily who he says he is, and you start learning that after the fact, and that's kind of what gets you rolling into the story. Um, but once you learn all the combat skills, the combat is really engaging in one-on-one or two-v-one situations. But at the same time, the way the game combat works is it soft locks on an enemy, yeah, so it'll it hit somebody. And if you want to move to the other enemy, you kind of have to drag your mouse away and like unlock uh, the enemy and yeah, try to get the other one. Odd. Or you can hit tab and it'll hard lock, and you can tab through. But then it makes running away really a pain in the ass, and it's it's clunky. There's a lot of clunkiness to it. But when you're doing it the way the combat seems like it's made to be, like one on one it's really engaging. Every blow could be lethal and you're going to be parrying, trying to get these perfect blocks and attacks and it feels really good. Um, it's kind of like For Honor-esque in the way it's designed with like trying to hit like uh, overhead or, you know, from the bottom or side shots. All that's really, well, really that's quite logical in the sense that, oh, he's not wearing a helmet, but he's right, wearing armor. Otherwise, well, just stab him in the fucking eye then, you know, yeah. and that works. Yeah, no, it is- does. If you start to apply common sense instead of game logic, a lot of that game makes more sense. Yeah. But then there's where the game starts to fall apart. And that's where... So the game is open world, and you can kind of go do your own thing, and there's side quests everywhere, and you can just kind of explore this medieval world and and enjoy it. But when it comes to the story or how to accomplish these quests, the game really has a few ways in mind. And if you veer from those few ways and you kind of do your own thing, you start to see the problems with the game. So the example I'll use is one I used on Roundtable last week, actually, is uh, there's a side quest that the town executioner is upset. 
because there's a guest ex- executioner coming into town to perform this um, like this three-person execution for these mass murderers, and it's going to be the big spectacle because executions in the Middle Ages were the entertainment. Um, and so you're you. I've worked with this guy before, and I'm like, you know what, man, I'll take care of it. I'm going to sabotage all of his stuff. So that when he tries to hang somebody, the rope snaps. When he tries to torture somebody, I'll poison his tool so the person being tortured dies really quickly and they don't get the joy of it. And I'll I'll dull his sword so he can't behead the guy in one fell swoop. Basically embarrassing the executioner um, all the while to make sure he doesn't come back and doesn't steal the job. Did I hear that correctly? How, how do you poison someone's tools? So you take his torture tongs and you douse it in poison so when the tongs what they do is they open a wound and they they gouge his like ribs and they like rip him open just to like torture him and hurt him but if you douse it in poison the poison will get into his bloodstream and he'll just kick it before he has a chance to be tortured i got you can i ask you a question i mean you're welcome to (laughs) how does the lazy millennial uh, in this game manage (laughs) to learn the art of poisonry and dolling swords (laughs) like is this stuff you have to like are these you've done Yes. So everything in the game, you don't know how to do until you go out and learn it. Uh, something really cool, for example, your character can't read. He doesn't know how to read until you go learn how to read. Does that does that then affect things that happen in the game? Like, yes, there are quests. It's, that it's are, very like um, old school original Fallout. You know where in Fallout, if you had a specific perk or skill, you get an extra option in yep. dialogue, and that would usually be a very good option, like an optimal option. It's like that. And they've just they've just done a lot of that yep. in it. All right, that's cool. So like, there are quests where the, uh, other options open up. Be like, well, no, I can read what's written on the wall because I taught myself how to read and I've been skilling up how to read and all this other stuff. And even when you learn, oh, how to question, read, question, question, yeah, question, yeah, question, yeah, question, yeah, 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 yeah. The stuff that you see in game, like on a wall, for example, mm-hmm. is it big enough for you, the player, to read? Yep. And if you don't know how to read, it's jumbled Is it letters. Is good? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All yeah, right. That's, cool. that's fucking that's dope. That's cool. And when you learn how to read, your car- you still have to skill it up. So you may know how to read, but when you open a book, you'll the words are right, but some of them are just the letters are swapped around and stuff. So you have to kind of sit there and be like, that's, I think he's trying to say castle. That's castle. Okay, that's castle. It, it, look, this game may be like Eurojank, but some of the things in it are super cool. No, and that's why that, I love the it. The thing is, that's, that's, that's like by definition, in my opinion, what a lot of Eurojank games are. Yeah. Like when, when we say Eurojank, it's not so much of an insult as a kind of no. a term of endearment because a lot of these games. Oh. That's Do Witcher a, 1 and Witcher 2. Are yeah, it is. Your, it is. Yes. We're, we're definitely Witcher 1 and in a nutshell. And uh, Gothic. Gothic is by, another one. Definitely Gothic, Risen, uh, you know, de- a few other games. Because a lot of them have, you know, they don't get the basics right necessarily because a lot of that just requires a lot of time, a lot of experience, you know. Really yep. good combat animations require a lot of time, a lot of experience to really get that right. You know, incredible graphics, all that sort of thing. But... Mm. What if, you know, they're not so confined by traditional game design, so they make systems that are weird mm-hmm. and interesting. Like your so, character has, to, in, this, in, for, in Kingdom Come, like your character has to sleep at some point. And if you don't, he starts like dozing off on the horse and he could fall off. Uh, he has to eat. And if he doesn't eat, he's, you know, his attacks are going to be weaker. He's not yep. going to be as strong. Like those kinds of things, which are neat. They're not overbearing, but they add a foil to the gameplay, which is nice. But again, where the game starts to break down is like in that quest that I was mentioning, uh, in order to poison it, I was going to make a poison. And I was like, all right, I'm only missing this one ingredient. and I know this apothecary has it. I'll break it at night. I'll steal it. And then I'll go and make it on my own and take care of it as I need. 
So I was snuck in, I broke into the apothecary and in medieval times, people who own the stores usually live above the stores. So I went upstairs and I saw this shopkeeper and he was sleeping and the stealth system in this game sucks. So I go and I knock him out in his sleep, right? Like he's dead asleep. I'm just like, I don't kill him. I just knock him out. But the four other people who are in the entire house all get up at the same time. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we yeah. heard you knock him out when he wasn't making any noise. He just went, good night. They all freak out. So in the game, what you can do, as long as you're crouching and behind somebody, you can knock them out. It doesn't matter if they know that you're there or not. So you start doing a crouching dance, like trying to get behind these people to knock them out. And I'm knocking one out and knock another one out. But the woman runs out and gets the guards. Guards come running over and I'm like, sorry, I committed a crime. Here's 300 gold. Go away. I was like, okay, cool. I'll try and go in again now that everybody's back to, to, to sleep. I'll try and go in and steal it again. I walk in. Everybody's awake. They freak out. Lady goes, gets guards. Guards God come back. I'm like, I'm sorry. Here's 300 gold. Go away. They leave. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I'll go in the back door and I'll try and just grab it from Can like the yeah. Could you have paid them 600 gold for the thing you were trying to steal? <laughs> no, no, because, uh, well, see, I what I should have done, I guess, is like maybe wait till morning and just buy it outright. But I was just like, I was in a rush. I wanted to take care of it at night. I want Because oh, there's a time limit. That's another aspect of the game. Side quests, once you activate them, they're on a timer. And if you don't accomplish them, they, they either end or resolve themselves. So I'm like, I got to get this done. Which, again, um, to some degree makes sense. The world is yep. not waiting for you. You're a fucking exactly. nobody. So I sneak in the back, I get caught again, they go get the guards, guards come back, I pay them gold and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll, I'll wait till morning and I'll buy it. You should have been so safe scumming that one. It's like yeah. a 900 gold back. So I wait till morning, I go in and as I'm about to walk in the store, the door opens and the shop guard hates me. He immediately pulls his sword before I even step in and starts chasing me down to murder me. So I'm like, okay, great. So I'm going to run away and I'll go to the guards. The guards bug out. They all pull their swords and they start chasing me with him to kill me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like surrendering to the guards. I'm like, stop, stop. I didn't do anything. And they're like, we're not taking your surrender, scum. And I'm like, fuck, okay, fine. So I leave town. I run away. I find it. I make the poison some other town. I come back. I poison it and it's all done. The next part of the quest is you're supposed to go watch the execution the next day. However, word of my deeds had gotten out, I guess. I go to the execution. The execution's about to start. The executioner sees me and recognizes me, pulls his sword, gets mm -hmm. off the execution, <laughs> and starts like saying, like, stop, criminal scum, and starts like attacking me. I'm like, you have a show to do, dude. Why are you stopping? Then the town bailiff and like the town head of the guard both pull their swords. Both people I've, like, in the main story I'm very close with start pulling their swords and chasing my ass down. So now I'm, like, fending off three guys. And I'm like, fuck it, fuck it. I'll kill the executioner, killed him, and it's, like, quest complete. Go talk to the executioner. You stopped the execution because I killed him. Uh, and I knocked out the other two because they can't die. They're story people. And I and I run away. I'm like, all right, fine. That The quest is done. I wasted this all my time and a ton of money. Reminding me of fucking up in oblivion so damn much. Yeah, it's great. So then I go back to the executioner. I'm like, hey, man, he's dead. It's done. He's like, you killed a man? How dare you? I'm not paying you, and I never want to see your face in my house ever again. And I get kicked out, and it says quest failed. And that entire, like, two-hour thing was broken apart because the AI just couldn't handle the fact that I tried to steal a couple done. of times. It, yeah. And it, and it spread my notoriety to, like, weird people, and, like, they shouldn't have known what I was doing, but they did. 
And while I'm fighting, the bailiff is desperately trying to talk to me while I'm fighting the executioner. So twice it goes to a black loading screen like it's going to give me a conversation and then kicks me out and goes right back to back fighting. Back to combat, yeah. And it's just, it just, it That's... was so obvious that the game was like, how do I handle this? How do I handle this? You didn't do what I wanted you to do. What? Do, how do we handle this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that story is hilarious. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess, man. Um, it, also, a... yeah, it seems like something that I've seen with a lot of different people playing is combat will start while you're still in a loading screen. Has that been that happening? That happens every once in a while, but it doesn't oh happen too much to me. So the, the screen will be black and it'll be like loading in and you'll hear like, stop criminal <laughs> while it's still yeah. loading. Like, nope, it'll happen. Don't kill me while <laughs> please don't and kill me. Chat's like, you committed enough crimes to be chased out. Here's the thing. My reputation in that town was still above neutral. Like the town in general still liked me. It was just the apothecary, which you can check. You can check who likes you and who doesn't. It was just the apothecary who hated me. Oh, so man. the guards should not have been just trying to murder me because I didn't right. kill anybody. There was no murder happening in town. I just tried to thieve a couple times at night and they were just really upset about it, uh, which is fair. But, you know, the guards shouldn't have bugged out. And uh, when I was tweeting about it, somebody who also was playing the game is like, yeah, man, the stealth bugged out on me too. And the town got stuck at negative 99 reputation for me. So anytime <laughs> I want to go into town, I have to pay off the guards to oh, even God. make any progress. And like that, that's common. Most of the that's, text, that like, is yeah. why you have a lot of saves and you get the mod to yeah. let you save scum and all that kind of yes, thing. You absolutely, I 100% get the mod no to let you save whenever you want because the way the game works now is there's only two ways, there's three ways to save. Go to bed and sleep yep. in one of your beds, that'll save it. Drink something called Savior Schnapps, which is an alcohol and it's kind of expensive. Yep. That'll let you quick save. And now they have save on quit which was from the latest patch, which is nice. Um, but it the game bugs out so often that getting the Save Anywhere mod is kind of essential. Yes. it's that Currently, like it is a game that is in a state where it probably needs a good few months of bug fixes, hard bug fixes, to be something that you could sit down and commit to for a long period of time without a shit ton of patience yeah. for all of this bullshit. It it's funny too, because during the the time I was being chased by the shop guard and the guards, I actually got to a point where the guards themselves just stopped and sheathed their swords and walked away for no reason. But the shop mm -hmm. guard kept chasing me. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker, follow me. And he's just chased me into a barn. And then I just fought him one-on-one -on -one and murdered him. And I was like, all right, no more shop guard. I don't have to worry about him anymore. Well, and the that, town that doesn't- That makes a certain degree of sense. Care. I can actually go into the town now and nobody cares anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you were trying to steal from the shop. The shop guards are one of the best. Like, in a weird way, everything <laughs> that you've said actually makes sense. If you disregard <laughs> game logic entirely and think about the way that things would actually work out, to most uh, an extent, I think that's actually fairly realistic. Yeah. But obviously it's m massively inconvenient and you know not working kind of the way it's supposed to but yeah it, it's a game i'm very interested in because it has all of that weird shit like the i to some extent it's an immersive sim right yes you that's know, what it's trying to be you could do weird shit like you can in prey that's sort of pseudo breaking the game but you know the game has certain allowances to allow for that yeah lets yeah. you do things in different ways even like divinity 2 you know yeah and even the original divinity let you beat quests when you'd accidentally killed the quest giver you could do it in a different way you know so 
it seems like once that game has the bug fixes it needs, it's going to be pretty fucking great. But at the moment, it's like, how patient are you? Yeah. I mean, how willing are you to deal with these bugs? But I will say, like, like I said, I have a love hate. Like, I adore the game and I have such a good time playing it. And I hope it does well enough where, like, they get a chance at making a sequel or something with a bigger think, budget. They did well. I mean, they, it sold a million. Yeah, so I think it sold a million yeah. copies, which is good. That's fantastic for a game with very little marketing behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it was coming out, I think we were talking in the chat. I was like, oh, it's a coming out in a week. And everybody's like, oh, God, really? Oh, God, really? It's it came out. out? Of, yeah, because we'd heard like some stories from the people who were playing the backers beta. I'm like, whoa, that doesn't sound like it's ready. But yeah. it was more ready than it looked. But yes. still, the bugs are a problem, you know? Yep. People are willing to forgive it because it's providing an experience that most of the games are not giving them right now. You know, setting-wise and in terms of mechanics and yeah. in terms of who you are, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of games that do that. You know, it's it, a lot of them are like, you are, you are the hero of ages and this, you're yeah. some dick, yeah, some, you're... some lazy asshole, like, you know, and... who's... Starts off being yelled at by his dad. He's like, you're fucking useless. Go get me some beer. That's how you start. Like, shit. you just yeah. do your your dad's like, go yeah, get Yeah, dads, me. go get me this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, like, there's there's a satisfaction that comes in the game, too, where, you know, your first time holding a bow and arrow and your character's shaking like crazy mm. and he needs, like, these special braces to even hold it right. Yeah. And then, like, 30 hours in, I'm just, like, sniping people. Like That's a nothing, really cool sense of progression. Honestly, yeah, I really like, love that kind of progression. It's, what a, it, it's what a comparison to the game we'll probably talk about next, which is you know Far Cry Five, where you're yeah. uh, as always in every Far Cry game a god of death. Uh, <laughs> Amazing uh, at everything. Always. Or goddess, or goddess of death. Goddess. Yeah. Yep. This time around, you. AKA Mariska Hargitay. In this game, you can make your character look certain ways. I made it into Law and Order Special Victim Units, Mariska Hargitay, and I'm dispensing justice. On the religious zealots. I'm a black my- dude with a massive mullet and an America tank top. Not that you ever actually see that outside of the customization screen, but that's who I am. You know who you are. You know yes, who you are. When I you know who I am deep inside. So <laughs> yeah, right. conclusion on Kingdom Come seems to be like, this is a really interesting game with some really fucking interesting ideas. Wait three months at least, and then look at it again and see where it is bug-wise. Yeah, if you, if the idea of letting yourself fall into the simulation aspect, you know, barring bugs is your kind of idea of fun, then I think you're going to love Kingdom Come. Um, there's a lot of simulation at play. There's a lot there. And, and there's, there's a lot, lot of, of true lot of RPG there as well. There's a lot of what? A lot of true RPG, like yes. real like role-playing aspects mm-hmm. of games that like are quite ancient really like a lot of the things that you find in kingdom come you go all the way back to stuff like the original fallout or even the original wasteland you know where they're offering you all of those dialogue options just because you happen to know a certain thing Mm -hmm. or can do a certain thing or have a particular personality trait or whatever i love that it does a great job with that and uh I do recommend it. It's just obviously with the caveat of like... Yeah, with that massive... Kind of broken. Caveat emptor kind of thing. It's broken right now. Yeah, just... Yeah. It the needs game is to be fixed. fucking gorgeous too. Riding around on a horseback through like just nature... Looks good, yeah. Looks so good. For a game that didn't have, relatively speaking, a huge budget... Yeah. It is a good looking game. Mm-hmm. That's such a shame though. 
What do you mean? Because all it's known for is being a buggy mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People that take the time to play it are like, man, this is really fun despite the bugs. And then people yeah. like us hear bugs. There are constant bugs. I don't know if I... We amplify that, yeah. Which is why I, get, I say I give the caveat of wait a bit. That's uh, a yeah. wonderful fucking thing about the era we're in, digital distribution-wise, is that if that game came out 10 years ago, then it would be forgotten. Mm-hmm. It would be ignored. In this case, we'll probably see a surge of players in three months after a major bug patch release or content release. It's pretty cool that a game gets a second chance even though from a consumer advocacy point of view you should be saying i like we really shouldn't be rewarding people that release buggy games but simultaneously like if they fix it later down the line then yeah buying it is a reasonable course of action their first patch cleaned up uh, i think they said over 300 quest bugs yeah right on the go so they're i mean they're they're working on it yeah they're clearly committed to it We'll see where it goes, hopefully in a good direction. Yeah, I, I can't see it heading anywhere up but up. So. Yes, I don't see how you could break it anymore. Than it no, is. no, you can break it quite well on your own. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it makes me kind of almost sad that games like Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines didn't come out a few years later. I mean, even, but even with the time that they did come out, you can now play Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines virtually bug-free with a massive yep. community patch with a lot of content restored. Yep. that My first time playing that game was three years ago with the community patch and, yeah. like, one of my favorite I RPG played ever. it on launch. I can't imagine. It, <laughs> I can't imagine. It permanently broke. Yeah. Um, there, there was a There's a bug about three-quarters of the way through the game that is a hard break. Like, you cannot progress past it if you do certain things. I ran into that. That wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, it, although it did uh, make me go for the second playthrough and go for Markavian and not follow that kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's where we are right now, where in a year's time, a game might be fucking way better and is worth giving a second look to. Just don't necessarily buy everything on launch. I mean, there's, yeah. there's often no reason to buy it you know buy a year down the line it's probably half the price or in some way just a fuck ton better than it was buying a launch is kind of for suckers these days in many ways as it may, do we want to talk about sea of thieves now because that's quite a nice segue yeah look sure. Sure. should we do that let's talk yeah let's because that that is a nice segue because we get into a game like sea of thieves which has been described by many people as games as a live service. You know, it's one of those, we release the game, we're going to constantly release content and all that kind of thing. But games as a live service has got something of a negative reputation because a lot of the games that have been released that have been described as that by the publisher have been very incomplete on launch, very much lacking in content and in my opinion, and we'll see what Jesse has to say, because we both played together, and Mm -hmm. you may have played more since, I'm not sure. Sea of Thieves has the least amount of content out of any of these games as a live service titles that I've seen up to this point. Like, it is a shell of a game at the moment. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of... We talked about this last week, right? That, um, That with every new beta run people were like 
Did they add? Yeah, I guess they added something. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, but and there were a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, it's it, this is gonna be. Uh, this is just a tenth of what the game actually provides. Right. Uh, in reality, of course, there was no evidence to support that at all. The publisher and the developer didn't say that, and you could see the beautiful face of Force on the screen right now, who is very invested in Sea of Thieves. I imagine that won't be the case in a couple of weeks when he runs out of things to talk about, but hey, look at that wonderful plant in the background that he's got there. It's like weird white Christmas lights. Yes, uh, it's a, it's a strange it's thing. It's an Overwatch thing. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just the thing he's been doing lately. But if you want to know a lot about Sea of Thieves, like Force is the place to go at the moment. He's do yeah. he's talking a lot about that. But the the game uh, there there was no evidence that there would be more stuff outside of the beta, and lo and behold, there was not more stuff. The game came right. out, and it was in the state that the beta was. With that amount of content. Which, as it turns out, is not a lot. For those who don't know, the content in the game is basically fetch quests. One of three different reputation guys will give you a fetch quest. Two of them involve getting a chest. And one of them involves getting usually a chicken. And coming back with the chicken. They call that a trade quest, by the way. That's not what I call trading of any sort, frankly. But hey... They I, apparently I think, think it, it is. I don't think it means trade in the way that you're thinking of No, trade. no. It's like, well, get a tricket chicken and we'll trade it for some gold, I guess. I was like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, that's what, sure? what, <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, what are you implying then? Because I don't I quite understand. that a trade quest was like, like, like a trade, like, like a like, farmer trade. What trade is catching a chicken? A trade of people who are in town. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Look, I don't know. They're both. They're both like the. One way or the other, they're both fucking fetch quests. Yeah, they're 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 all fetch quests, no matter what the case might be. Yeah. Like the game was in development for what four years? Yeah. Yes. What? I don't don't know why the hell a lot uh, went. Can I can I tell you what I think after having played it a bunch? Yeah. Okay. I'm convinced based on when we first saw it and based on the development of it, I'm convinced that this game was sort of the Xbox One's like this is going to be a game to demonstrate the power of our system. But it got caught up in much like No Man's Sky, the hype of like holy shit, it's a cool. And they were like, we got to do something more than what we intended to do. Well, at and- E3 they said literally it has limitless possibilities. And they also say that on the most ambitious game they ever developed. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they said it has limitless possibilities, it was (laughs) on the back of the this game is about you and your friends doing whatever you want to do. Well, except it's not because you can't. There are strict limits to what you can do. And um, like having gone through it with having played with Force, Force clearly knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he knows the game inside out. We did the things you can do. And uh, currently, right now, the things you can do besides the fetch quests and getting gold to change how you look, the main things you do in the game are you leave from your your outpost, you go off, you hunt for treasure, you look for buried treasure, maybe fight a few skeletons, run into someone else, maybe try to fight them, maybe not, and then go back to port. There are two other things that I've done. There may be more, but I'm going to be honest, I was not informed of them. So chat, let me know. There is, you can go to a skeleton-like yep, island right. yeah. where you fight waves and waves and waves of skeletons to the point where we were there so long and waves kept coming. I was like, 
how do we win this? And he's like, well, eventually a boss will show up. Yeah, like, okay. it takes a shit ton of time. Oh, it took forever. It and it just kept happening. It a long time. Yeah. It just yeah. kept happening and happening. I was like, Jesus Christ. But finally, we won a bunch of treasure. And then the best part is, because you can only carry one thing of treasure at a time, and there's only four people out on the ship, we won so much treasure, we spent an equal amount of time carrying the treasure God, from yeah. the place we won back to the ship. So we were there for like an hour and a half doing this one thing and no other and players showed up to like contest you or... oh we heard we heard little kids like like oh let's get this fucking shit though but we did, never <laughs> saw them we so either they were phased out but on the same island and we could hear them but we know we were freaked out because we never saw them we thought that that's maybe hilarious oh, it's a ghost <laughs> that's great they we may have no been clue. sunk by the defenses of the raid like because they this skeleton has four it's a big fort and shit and they have cannons and they could sink you if you're not careful and all that sort so, of shit. So it might have been yeah, that. So, and because Force knows everything, he knew exactly where to park the boat. Park the yes. boat. He knew exactly where to park the boat where nothing could hit you. And he's yep. like, yeah, we're yeah. And so we can follow the guys. He and expl- then the other- he, he's got a video of him soloing the fucking raid, for God's sake. You yeah. Know? yeah. And then, then the next uh, part is the Kraken, which shows yes. up every once in a while. You have just and- described the two things. Yeah, and the Kraken is straight up like whack-a-mole, where you have to just knock off the things that are trying to like hurt you. And the Kraken is about 1 billion times easier than the raid, only because the raid is like eventually you run out of ammo and you have to go look for stuff or you run out of food. And it just goes on so long that unless you're stocked up on a million fucking it's an things, endurance thing, you're yeah. going to lose and you're going to die. Then you start back over on the ship. You have to jump back in the water. And, blah, blah, blah. and so both, and that's like it. And at that point, once I'd done that, I was like, I've done everything I was doing the game. And what I wanted from this game was the unlimited potential of like, hey, everyone in Twitch chat, join my crew. We're right. going to become a pirate crew of like or 50 pi- people. a pirate fleet or like, whatever that roams the seas. And yes, all that and we're going to like storm other ships. And like, like that's the potential that I the saw fact- when this game first came out. I was like, oh my God, we're going to be like the scurviest dogs that ever lived. Come on, everybody. And, and everyone's like, it's four people per boat and 24 per server. I'm like, yes. That is the most yeah. unfun thing I've ever fucking heard in my yeah. life. Because like what you, what you're describing, the kind of fleet on fleet sort of thing, is something you could probably play repetitively for a long time. A long time. Because that's, the that comp- sounds awesome. Yeah. There's enough there, although I'd like to see a lot more, to make fleet on fleet combat and ship to ship combat interesting. The problem is right now, if you do encounter an enemy ship. When we played, we played for about three hours, Jesse, together. We saw yeah. one one other player. That was it. Yeah. One and other player. The player was in yeah. a sloop, and he was going circles around us, and we couldn't get him because he was – and then we ran out of ammo. So fuck us. <laughs> and we were like, all right, bye. I, I yeah, I, I wasn't there for that bit. But yeah, we, the, the fact that, um, that you – they've pushed so hard that it's about – you know, like you just doing piratey things and s- seeing other pirates and blah 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 blah. And things. you can't join forces with other pirates or like invite them onto your ship or like those you're limitations. Right. So many limits in terms of how you can interact with one another, and interaction was supposed to be the key of this whole game. Yeah, so. that's how that's how Minecraft is successful for like when it was bare bones there was nothing there the fact that you have a server with like 80 people online building yeah. and playing together build whatever you want yeah yes and this does that not was have enough that. And, and it's sad because the game itself is beautiful and quirky and funny and silly and like it's it's there's stuff to get lost in it's if 
if you can handle what it is, and I know there's a lot of people who can, God bless you for enjoying it. Because the potential for enjoyment is there, just not for me. Like, you what have I want to make this game does not exist. fun. But yeah. the game is so limited in the tools it gives you to make it... Uh, this is... I don't agree with this argument. I've said it time and again. We've we've talked about this idea. You know, watching paint dry with friends is more fun than watching paint dry alone. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. But if you're talking about making your own fun, you need tools for that. We're talking about a sandbox. You need things within that sandbox to allow you to be creative, to express yourself. If you and want emergent no gameplay, yeah, there is. There's no. There's no, there's no like, goal. Like uh, th that you no can... reason or goal for you and your friends. Like if you, you can't the, upgrade your the, pirate like, ship. Progression that they give you, the like leveling up doesn't. There really is there is no leveling up. Basically, no outside, it's it's, it's no just level. the reputation vendors uh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, the, re the reputation stuff is what I'm talking. about. Yeah, but they don't about. give you, the only like, thing that gives you is what more difficult voyages. I believe, like if yeah, you if you money. level up, they're like a yeah. little more but exciting. You get money, and what does the money get you? Cosmetics, cosmetic clothes. That's it. A great example. So we got a bunch of money. I went to I went back to the the vendors, and I was like, "Well, considering TB and I just sat around on the boat all day playing songs on our like accordions and shit, yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. buy a new accordion, a solid gold gold accordion. It's a solid gold accordion that plays the exact same songs, does nothing new." And I was like. What the fuck's the point then? Why would anyone buy this? Yeah. Man, like, it, even some of the descriptions are misleading. You can get this purple tankard that claims it lets you see ghosts. Doesn't do a damn fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's it's a complete waste of time. Uh, chat is informing us that at Reputation 50, you gain a legendary status and access to a secret base. And that's basically it. Great. Oh, uh, and and that's, that comes back to the thing of the game itself where it's like, you can, even your boat like sure you get a secret base but nothing at your secret base is yours right yeah. like imagine if we had when we got that chicken tv imagine yeah. if we had just gone around and caught a bunch of animals and then stored them in the bottom of our boat and had like an animal farm in the bottom Where of Noah's the boat Ark, yeah. that was our boat yeah but no the minute we log off that boat disappears and we well yeah boat. i mean there's no the only loss for you losing your boat other than time is if there was stuff on it like if yeah. you have no Loot, this come back, comes back to the pointlessness of PvP, despite the fact that PvP is probably one of the most interesting parts of the game. If you have no loot, then going after somebody that does is always going to be a net positive. Because what's the worst that could happen? They sink you, your ship doesn't cost anything. So it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And if you have loot, you should be running away. There's no risk-reward. No, there is no risk-reward. No, you should be running away. Because why fight them? There's no benefit to killing anybody unless they also have loot. In which case, the you know the thing which is likely going to happen is you're both going to sail in separate directions. You, neither of you wants to risk your loot that you just spend a bunch of time on. There's no reward for risking it. There's no reason to risk it. So leave. Which you know. So the piracy aspect is pointless. If like, you ever run into anybody, what's crazy? That's if you ever run into anybody. Yeah, I, we went two hours like, without running into 20, a single person. The map looks huge. Again, I haven't played it. I've just watched a lot of people play it because that's good enough for me. Um, but the map looks big. And the fact that outside of you and your crew, there can be a max of five other ships and that's it. Well, there can be more people. because they could all be on sloops. You know, because uh, we're not talking about because it's just 24 people. But there never was. <laughs> there never was. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's it's 
you know, they are, oh, the PVP is probably the, I'm talking to uh, Northern line. He's like, the PVP was the best part. And we ran into one crew once in yeah. the three hours yeah. we played. And I was I like, never see people damn. Playing yeah, which means that it, you'd need to fill that gap with something like, and one of the most obvious things that is completely missing from this game is NPC ships. Absolutely. Fucking right. NPC ships. Either NPC pirates, maybe the skeletons, like there's a fucking skeleton pirate ship or something that yeah, can come after like, you. Yeah. Or attacking traders, and then you end up pissing off a faction and get negative rep, and then they come after you. That's the shit that happens in every pirate game. You know, go play Sid Meier's yeah. Pirates. Go play um, Sea Dogs. You know, those are, those are good pirate games. Um, even like uh, stuff like Abandoned Ship, which is currently in early access. Yeah, like where are the, where are like, the colonial ships where where's everything ships else like the royal navy hunting your ass down because you're there's not there's it literally is a pirate game but right. like it's like the the children's network version of being a pirate like come on <laughs> lads let's go plunder porridge yeah. but, it, but even then it you know you look nonsense. at like fucking you know, pirates of the caribbean you still got the the colonial aspect is a big deal you know uh even go back to assassin's creed 4 black yeah. flag has way more pirate shit in it, despite not even deliberately being a pirate game. It's like, yeah. this is Assassin's Creed game and the pirate aspect is supposedly secondary. No, like you've got way more in that game than you have in this. And what gets me about it is that the game is full of these lovely little details. Like the, um, when I was, I was uh, steering the ship for most of our run, and the fact that the way that they've done it, rather than giving you an arrow to follow, is you have these brass bits on the wheel that indicate uh, which direction uh, your rudder is. So you're figuring it out based on that. And you can't see past your sails most of the time. So you're relying on the rest of your crew to inform you. So get someone up in the crow's nest to keep an eye on things. Get the rest of the crew to angle the sails that's a really cool aspect of sailing to get the wind. And if you get the wind, there's this lovely little uh, musical light motif that goes off. And mm -hmm. uh, just the little things like I can show you a map. I can just hold it up to your face and you can see it. I can yeah, throw yeah, you can water at, or you can on turn you. turn around and point it at someone else like, here's yeah. the map. Here's me. the map. I, I can play my concertina and someone could also play the hurdy-gurdy and we can have a little sing-along. And then sing we sync up and the harmonies start playing. Yeah, it's and then fantastic. I, yeah, the first time you do it. No, but I'm saying like all of that, the little things in this world, and that's what I love about this game is it's it's like beautiful to look at. It is a legitimate sailing experience. It is like what I imagine the day-to-day -day of piracy actually was, boring as shit. Like, uh, yeah. Other than that, I don't want that. I want like- Well, no, because be that that's not content. That's not content past the first couple of times you do it. Like that, right. if, if they invested a ton of time into those little details before really addressing the core of the game, they made a huge mistake because yeah, it's like you said, you bought that fucking gold accordion and it doesn't even play a different song. There's only three play a different songs. Song. I was ready for it. Yeah. So it's like, that's not that entertaining after the first five minutes that you've played with it. There's only three songs that you can play. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Only three songs. And it's like, yes. <sighs> Dodger. Uh, I'm also shocked. And I know that they've said that this is on the horizon, but I'm shocked that this game wasn't released with fishing in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. I know That's so many nice. people who would just yeah. sit in that water and fish. You just fucking sit in MMOs yeah, of course and would. fish for hours because they love it. Yeah. Like, put fishing in this game. Yeah, there's more content in going to Warframe and spear fishing or playing Far Cry 5 and fishing. That The Far Cry 5's fishing 
has like more depth of content oh, yeah. to it than most of Sea of Thieves does, and that's just a pointless little fucking mini game. Like, th- there's actually like that's r- is really shocking. As you imagine, where the fuck are the mini games? Like, you'd think yeah. that they'd at least have some mini games or something in there, and really like unless you count the sailing part as a mini game, which to some extent you could, I guess. Like, you know what? where's I the rest love- of it? Maybe this is a thing. Maybe I haven't played Go on. the game enough. But it's probably like, not a thing. You know, the the first maps that you get are very like X marks the spot. Yeah. Yes. And then you get maps that have riddles to them. Yes, right? you do. Yeah. I want there to be maps that you get where you have to do some fucking Tomb Raider shit. <laughs> like mm. there's like puzzles that you have to solve yeah. to like, open up caves and like Yeah, the there's problem, a shocking the lack of that. Like, yeah, there's. They have. Those in, could in, be in the game, but they're not. And they, they also have like, if you go to certain islands, like the one big island we went to, TB. Yes. Where they have like when you went up into the cave at the very very top. Yeah, I was, was in like, there. There was like art on the walls of yeah. the crack, like things like, oh, if you didn't know there's a kraken in this game, there's now art on the walls that shows you like there's something out there and the cave people right. that were Which here. Which was to, cool like, as fuck. Yeah, like that kind of stuff's fascinating. So it's like okay. You had the, like, there's a world and a story here. Having, like, a main plot of, like, you're after Davy Jones' heart, and yeah, I gotta go through this. Like, that kind of shit is fucking dope, but they don't do that. There's no, it's like... There's no lore, there's no basis for anything that you're really doing. I mean, hell, you get thrown into the game, and there's not even a fucking tutorial. Just sort of expects you just to go... Uh, the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Sid Victor <laughs> told me what to do. I had no fucking idea what to do because the game just doesn't even tell you that. I I get like you know, don't tell us about the fucking skeleton raids, you know, because that's like a bigger deal to do later on. But tell me the basics. Like at least tell me the fucking basics. I didn't know how to swap shit out of my inventory. I had no idea what I was doing. Can I also like crazy point of order in a game like this? Why are these two things not in there? One, bounties. Why are there not bounties to find the worst like pirates or best pirates? I two, think we talked about that last week, yeah. Two, why can't you bury your treasure? Mm. Why can't you collect a bunch of gold and then find an island and bury it and create a map? And if someone else can figure out the treasure, they can take your treasure, but like... Like, right, why so, is that not a mechanic? Okay. Like, why is the, my buried treasure... to dynamically do that? Yeah, and, like, maybe set up traps on the island and all that kind yes. of shit. That's such oh a Oh, my cool God, you idea. make your own death trap island, like, come yeah. get me Why is that not a well, thing that, that, that's almost... I mean, that's, that's almost not. infinite replayability right there, Hell and yes. you solve a shit ton of problems, like, if you had something like that. The game part. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it literally is. I mean, you, that's, you know, the, you, we laugh, but that's true. I mean, when I'm talking about all these little details and how wonderful they are, I'm like, you spent all your time on that and forgot the base game. If you'd had that and the base game, we'd have been hailing this as like a game of the year fucking contender. But you didn't. You You did all the little cool, cute things and your core gameplay loop is boring. I don't mind repetitive games, but the core loop has got to be really compelling. And in this case, it's not. I know that it gets thrown around. People say this a lot about every game out there, but this honest to God looks and feels like an early access game. No, it, mm. what, it, it looks and feels like a- It doesn't even feel like an early access game though. It, because it feels polished. Like everything right. that you do feels polished. That's why it's 
I, I go and say it feels like a games as a live service game, but the most empty, blatant one yet of we've got the polish, we've got basic systems, just put it out and we'll fill in the rest later. Well, Whereas they, an early access like game... A 10 year plan for this game, which is <laughs> never going to fucking happen. That's... It's, it, God damn. It's that, Mike, it's it definitely... Again, I, I feel like because of when this game was announced, it's the, it, it, to me, it seems like it's one of those Xbox, we're going to show you what our console can do kind of games. Right. Oh, and hell, they, if you play it on an Xbox X with an HDR cable TV, apparently it looks incredible. Yeah, and I think that's like what originally Which the point of this game test, was. But... It was a showpiece to show off the power. Instead of like the driving games they show every year that has like yeah. the car porn in it, yeah. this is this was supposed to be that thing judging by like as i remember being in the xbox conference for this and being like holy shit this is awesome well yeah so if you look at look like, at the aesthetic in particular you know it, there's yeah. a lot of cheating going on to make that game look better than it really does because a lot of it is flat shaded but then you look at shit like the water i'm like holy fuck yeah. me Incredible. and the lighting holy shit is that good and like the, again i haven't tried it on my hdr tv but i just realized it's a play anyway game i could just go and do that because it's on my, they give you it on the Xbox as well, uh, if you've got it on PC. So, but the, the like the water, I can't. You can't say anything bad about it. It's sometimes it's no. cloudy, sometimes it's like has this weird gorgeous. murk to it. Sometimes it's, it's shining a little bit, depending on the light of day. Like it's fascinating, and it definitely seems like this is a showpiece for the performance yes. power of this console. But with that said, like all showpiece games, they always are like bare bones when it comes Shallow, to a story yeah. or content and you're just like okay i get what this is trying to do and this probably should have been released three years ago but okay someone at microsoft probably was like we can make something big out of this big guy tells you <laughs> and threw money at them and they're like yeah okay no we definitely will and this is what we got yeah it's what it feels like to me mm. it's it's a it's a big shame like uh, I'm more disappointed by this than I have been by a game in a long time. Uh, I've, I think it probably feels the way that a lot of people felt about No Man's Sky, that yeah. it really built up mm. their expectations for that. Because in this case, except, you know, No Man's Sky was buggy as fuck and didn't look good and ran like shit. This game is gorgeous, and some of the little details in it are like, there's so much love has been just put into this tiny little thing that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and where's the rest of it? The content of the game, you like if they can love the littlest bullshit, if they had spent that on something in the game like content, this could be a phenomenal Incredible. Game. Yeah. And and it's, I, and either you do that or you make use of the connectivity to fill in that gap. Like, well, there's one of like three ways you can make a game last. Way one, develop a ton of content from the start so that when the game launches, there's a shit ton of stuff to do. Way two, instead of doing that, add a lot of user-created sandboxy sort of content, let you build things, let you use the systems within the game to do something creative that is unique and your own. That's mm. that's good enough as well. That is how Minecraft, despite being very bare bones when it came out in Alpha, was as popular as it was. And way three is you rely on the multiplayer and PvP aspect to carry the game. Oh, if tomorrow they said, we're not going to change anything about the game, but we are going to make it so 500 people can be on a server, I'd be back. 
Mm -hmm. I'd be back in a heartbeat. I'd be like, all right, sure, I'll try it again. Because at least then I know I'm going to start fighting some people and doing some shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's things to do. Even they're like, everything else is the same, but there's going to be 500 people per server, and you can actually run into people this time. And I'd be I'd be back. I'd try it again. But I Probably, think at yeah. the moment, I'm like, well, I did everything, and I played for maybe six hours. So, like, all right, yeah. cool game. This game yeah. has none of those three things. Like, those are the three ways you can get around boring people to death and having them quit within a couple of days and saying hey what the fuck like what you know what's going on with this game why don't you have anything for us to do they've done none of those you know and you could you could look at some stuff that's been highly successful over the last year PUBG and Fortnite both yeah. launched bare bones as fuck PUBG in particular buggy as all hell did it matter no why PVP Simple yep. as fucking that. It didn't matter because you can add the you can add more weapons and more maps and fix those bugs and shit later because the core PvP aspect of the game and that loop is fun and compelling. Everything else can be jank as shit and it won't matter. Mm. And they did really well off the back of that. Now, of course, both PUBG and Fortnite have a shit ton more content and it looks like they're both going in really good directions. Yep. This game not doesn't have that, but it could. That's the sad thing about it. It could. The systems are already there for the PvP to happen. It just, it happens so fucking rarely. And yeah. when it does, it's pointless. If you add some reason, like a bounty, like you're saying, become the most notorious pirate. You know, yeah. a, some kind of reputation system for sinking enemy ships. Something. I just, it, I just like... The fact that it just washed over me now, like, why can't you bury treasure, is, like, an insane thing to me. Because that's, like, it's a pirate 101. That's when you think of a pirate. You're like, yeah, you plunder, and then you bury your treasure. You don't spend that shit, because that's why would you do that? You're a pirate. Like, that, that's well, exactly it's how It's hilarious. Works. You go and take it to what's basically a gold collector, who then <laughs> yeah. gives you gold. Yeah. What? Like, Thank you for giving me this oh, chest of gold. Here's a handful here's of Here's some gold. Yes, it's insane. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe you're just selling the box. It has like I've... intrinsic value to him. There's no gold in it. He's like, thank you for this lovely box. <laughs> TV, I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. It's you bonkers. Take gold and give it to a man who then gives, gives you gold. You gold. That's yeah. insane. Crazy. It's um, that's in, that's insane. Fucking nonsense. <laughs> I think I I think the way that they've tried to explain that is you get a cut, so you get yeah. But why? But why? But you're a pirate. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. So you're not a pirate. You're a privateer. You're a mercenary. You're not even. You you're not even. Should a, have given a thief. any of that to that man because you yeah. already fucking had it. So you're a pirate. I, why would you do? <laughs> there's no Jack Sparrowing at all. This you're is the all fucking like, Herbalife. This is the fucking Herbalife of piracy. This is oh an MLM. It's Dude. a fucking pyramid scheme. Oh my god! Oh, fuck. They're gonna they're gonna ask me to go and fucking uh, you know get some more people for my downline now and sell some more fucking makeup. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it's the bit. Your... It's the bit connect of piracy. It's you're your, your pink, pink Avon connect. Oh my god! It's terrible. It, it, I didn't even. I it just doesn't make any that, sense. The fact that you're giving away the gold you found. To, to, yeah. to the gold hoarders who then give you some gold. I never uh, thought of that till right now. How it's so bizarre that is. and That's silly. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah, oh but, you know, they make, they're sort of like, oh, you can't open the chest without there's a key. Yeah, because I don't have a fucking gun to it's shoot a, the lock off or a hammer. It's a wooden or, chest. Just it's a wooden smash. chest. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. 
But there's like no, where would you get the story for that? Like where in the game is it like, I I have the key, but you can't, like, I guess you can read it from like the little text blurbs, but like. Uh, I don't even know. Who gives a what? fuck? Like, you know, uh, pirate. Maybe. If somebody's like, I've got a key to a treasure, you shoot him in the face. You, you, would, kill, you would kill that take guy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was about to be like, ah, oh, well, I guess you never, you didn't have the map in the first place. You just like, somebody hired we you. We gave you You would that. kill that man and take his maps. You yes. would, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't, it, it's very, see, it's very you, strange. We introduce, a, like you said, make factions. You can be a pirate or you can be like a good guy. A privateer kind of or whatever. Well, like I mean, it is called white hat kind of situation. Yeah. So, uh, I'd be cool with that. Maybe not so into that, but. There's there's so much that's sort of missing, and you know, with progression, as you're saying, cosmetic progression isn't enough. And honestly, with a pirate game in particular, like there's tons of potential for outfitting your ship or yourself in different ways that could just all be side grades. Like it doesn't even have to be a case of well, we want to make sure that people don't run into ships that have more cannons than the other guy or special cannons that do more damage. There's ways and means around that. You know, you could uh, even abandon ship. The game I was talking about a few weeks back. A lot of the stuff that you do to customize your ship and that is side grades. Right. It's not. Right. It's not logically better. Like when I get fire cannons, you, they're not better than the regular cannons. They, they actually do less damage than the regular cannons, but they set fires more often. So there's ways and means of doing the progression that mm -hmm. would make sense. And that could also give you maybe a little bit of a death penalty where you've, um, you've initially paid the money to gain access to these weapons and you pay like a small refit fee to refit out a new ship if you lose it. Uh, outside of that, you know, th that's not that hard to do. And that will give you a tangible sense of I have moved forward in some way. But that's not right. there. You know? It's not so it's mind boggling how little there is. Yeah. I've even uh even on the boats themselves, sometimes when you sort of um load into your new boat or whatever, whenever you come back on, the sails are different. So I've seen different sails as well. So I've seen like a black sail and a white sail. Oh and, like, yeah, you can get cosmetic black. sails. Yeah, all that really does is warn people don't go near these guys. They've played way too much. Like yeah, when yeah. their ship looks like that. I, I, there's so much potential here for an awesome game that it just doesn't exist. Yeah. It's it's very sad because you can see it when you're in the world. Like if there was something to do, I would enjoy the shit out of this. I would have a great time in here. <laughs> if there was something to do, think about that sentence for a second. If there was something to do in this game, I'd like it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's sad. That's exactly it's what it is. It's a basic framework to be. But, I mean, if you were to look at this optimistically, which is difficult to do because you shouldn't let them off easy with this. But if you look at it optimistically, because the really good framework is there, in theory, you could fill in the gaps over the course of a year. And in a year's time, this game would be fucking great. And from what I've been hearing, that's actually a lot of what's been going on with No Man's Sky. It's been quite quiet, but No Man's Sky had a framework as well. I don't for being quiet about it. No, I don't, <laughs> because their mistake was being so mouthy. But that, you know, that game had a much weaker framework than what Sea of Thieves has. Much buggier, much more broken systems. And yet now there's a lot more in there and the people that are still playing it really enjoy it. And uh, chat, uh, someone just saying, hey, you only get one release. True. 
That's true. But these days, I think that matters less. Uh, that Fortnite is a perfect example. Fortnite is not the game that everyone's playing right now. The original Fortnite no, is yeah, not no. that. Oh, no. No. It's, Rainbow you know, Six Siege is another good example. Rainbow of Six Siege. Yep. Great example. But it's, it's had a. Yeah, the division uh, yeah. is a lot better now. Uh, even, even stuff like Warframe. You know, when Warframe first came out, it was very basic. You know, but. The, the, I think these days you don't just get one launch. I think yeah. that every time you put out a really big content patch, that counts as sort of a yeah. mini relaunch. And if you get it right one time, and you might only need to get it right one time, you can bring people back in. There's no Fortnite reason Battle to Royale say that. Perfect example is Fortnite. The game is not Fortnite Battle Royale. No, it's, it's not. not. It's Different not. thing. But the Battle Royale got people to buy Fortnite. So well. It didn't, it didn't. I mean, you know, it, I mean, some people did because it's free, you know. Right. But but some people obviously did also buy the Fortnite Save the World thing as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it One way or the other, you know, it was obvious that Save the World was not going to, was not doing what it needed to do. And Battle Royale saved Fortnite in every way, including Save the World, even though people have said, oh, they've kind of put that to the wayside. They're still updating that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not obviously getting as much attention as the most popular game on the planet right now, which is Fortnite Battle Royale, but it's still getting updates that it wouldn't be getting if Battle Royale didn't exist. Yeah. You know, because they'd, they'd probably just abandoned that. But bear in mind, Epic abandoned Paragon. They yeah. basically cancelled it. They're not beyond doing that. I'm not sure how we got to here, but yeah. Uh, it, can I... Can I just throw out a thing about yeah, before we go to a break. Thieves really quick? Uh -huh. Just had an idea. I'm gonna put this out there. I know everyone right. at Xbox is watching right now. No, guys, <laughs> guys. What if there was a mode of Sea of Thieves where six ships, one map, one confined map with one island in the middle. Island has treasure, skeletons. It's a race who can get the treasure chest and get it out of the map area. Six ships. All the like six ships, four people on the crew, all fighting each other for that one treasure chest on the island. Sounds like, like what Skull and Bones is supposed to be. Yeah, that's probably yeah, what like the Ubisoft kind of thing is going to be. That would be dope. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Letting you know it shouldn't. It wouldn't be that hard to actually create right. that thing. That'd be fucking cool. So you get your fighting, you get your treasure hunting, you fight the skeletons on the island, and you have the like hand to hand but you also have like the boat stuff and if you park somewhere you got to have someone on that boat still because people could attack you. like there's many different layers to that and it's like just i mean you go straight uh, up pirate royale with it if you want to yeah like you yeah. actually orange make people i just there's nothing in the game <laughs> like literally anything i like man i what i would love to be if i would love what i would give to be the fly on the wall during the four years of development of this game mm. i want to know what happened like, did they just spend four years on water tech and, like, visuals? Like, what did they spend four years making? Because there wasn't a game. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, the only thing I think of is those, li those little details, you know, the, yeah. those cool little things, which are cool the first time you see them, but they don't keep you playing the game. Like, that's... It's a great tech demo. It's a great tech demo. Yes, game. It, is, it is a great tech demo. Uh, and that has encouraged me, actually, to use that play anywhere thing to try it on my hdr 4k tv mm. uh, just because i want to see i've never seen a game in hdr before mm. i mean how could i possibly like i don't have an hdr monitor you watch yeah. a stream 
obviously you're not going to see the HDR. No. So you know, no. that, that would be the first time I've ever seen an HDR game. I'd be interested to see how that looks because I've seen an HDR movie and it's fucking great. But again, that goes right back to the fucking pointless talk about it being a tech demo, right? It's pretty. Well, that ain't enough. Not it's it's never been enough. It certainly isn't anymore. But it's like you've already got a working multiplayer engine and a relatively bug-free game. I haven't seen a I have not seen a bug in Sea of Thieves. I must admit. I've not seen yeah, one. Same, I think. It's polished. It's bug-free. It runs well. Great performance. Looks great. Handles properly. Fill I... in the gaps. And and a great example of that, and I'm not sure, I can't confirm this, but I, because I was too afraid to do it myself, but running with the Kraken, I believe we were told if you jump in the water while fighting the Kraken, it's, ju there. it's just like it's the black tentacles. Yeah, you, they, did, you, they didn't render the Kraken. Yeah, when you go under the water where the Kraken is, it goes pitch black and you can't see yeah. anything. They, cool. All right. So that they, ob they obviously that threw that, heart. that got thrown in a week before launch and you know it. That got thrown in as people were like, is this it? And like, sh they're like, shit. They're like, no, no, we've got a crack in quick 3D modelers, oh. tentacles now. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking thing because I see it for myself, the potential for like something amazing being I there. see the potential. I see, yeah. And I see people really enjoying it. So I'm not going to like shit on them for having fun in it. But like for no. me, I need a, like a mover, like a prime mover pushing me forward in the story or in the plot or in like, the progression and it's just nothing nothing and to I do that yeah i can't play a game like that it's just not a me game i can never do it no uh, and when we you know, when we talk about it or oh, making your own fun or whatever like i'll say this the only reason i had fun with sea of thieves because i was playing with jesse that was it like yeah. if i wasn't i wouldn't have been and the thing is i could be playing a better game with jesse <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that's why that argument always falls apart it's like oh well i had fun with my friends yeah but there's so many other games you could have had fun with your friends in that are better than this yeah. so mm -hmm. why the fuck weren't you playing that instead and don't be fooled if you're like a stream watcher because we make the, these games look way more fun than Our they job. actually are <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's the same thing i've said about friday the 13th and dead by daylight when were those fun <laughs> with like a bunch of guys that role play and all yeah. that sort of thing the people have personalities did you know with i would never in a million years play sea of thieves with randoms like mm. not in a million years no you wouldn't want to do that i we so Sinvicta and i did what we did oh, is it dear. was myself Sinvicta. Uh, one of our guys from chat who has like been helping us out, and we're yeah. like, all right, three of us, and we'll like join in, and it'll be just us three. It put us on a random ship because he made a four-person ship with only one person, so we became his crew. Okay. And this dude was like, I think the vod still exists. I feel bad for Zinvicta because Zinvicta oh, was like he pieced out. This was like what you imagine every Xbox gamer to be. He called everything gay. He oh, like dear. would scream. His laugh was like. <laughs> And like oh, he'd no. be like, shoot me, shoot me, bro, shoot me. And so we'd shoot of him. Course. We'd try to shoot him as far away as possible. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want I he left. And I was alone with this guy, and I was like, he left me. All I want to do, all I want to do is get our treasure back to the island so, so you I can, can sell log it off. and then be done. Because if I logged out, I lose all the treasure. I was like, we just went through all this with this dude. And we're, I didn't care. I was like, this guy's funny, but like that internet annoying where you're just like, oh yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. 
I imagine that's everyone you played. The one time we yeah. heard someone else was yeah. on that island. It was like little kids were like, let's get this fucking buried treasure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah, there's the, the proximity voice chat like can lead to great moments. Like again, go watch forces videos where he solos a ship using explosive barrels and that he's he's role playing and they're kind of doing that a little bit as well so the proximity voice chat they're all kind of having fun as a result of that yeah. and like damn you know but how often does it work out that way yeah. how often does it work out where they're sort of all role playing and having fun instead of the other guys just calling you uh god knows what Ex- under the sun an <laughs> expletive or whatever and just swearing and being no bends because I'm sorry I don't trust pubby voice chat. God no. Yeah, that shit goes We've off. had enough yeah, experience that with that to know game. that that's bad. You know, I don't know. Hell, <laughs> I, just, I can't. Whoever that guy was, I don't remember that dude's name. I'm gonna salute you, bro. You were exactly who I expected to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had to pinpoint exactly who I thought we were playing, it would have been that guy. God, I I wish they had custom servers for this game like if you're going to only allow 24 people on a map then set up a server let me set that up and invite 23 other people so we always know there's going to be other ships and they're going to be people we want to play with and we'll have a lot more fun as a result and we can start to you know do a little bit of role play and maybe stories will come out of that because we'll be up against the same crews you know, there'll be grudges, there'll be alliances, there'll be backstabbing. But of course, you know, it's it's one of those always unconnected games. You don't get to have that freedom. You get dumped in with whoever the game thinks you should be dumped in with. And those people, well, let's just say the game probably doesn't do a great job of matching you by humor. And somehow I don't think that's possible. <laughs> All right. We have way run over time. Let's take a break. And when we come back... I'm sure Dodger's been playing some weird shit. We'd better cover yeah, that. So and of still, course, y'all still need to talk about Far Cry 5. Yeah, yeah. we've got Far Cry we 5 do. to talk about. Yes. All right. You're watching the Corruptional Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. Buy my goddamn shirts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Wonderful sounds from Dawn of War 2 there in the background, which, by the way, is currently on sale on Steam. All Dawn of War games are, but don't buy three because it's really bad. Trust me, you don't want it. Nope, you don't want none. Trust me on this. I know this. I know a lot about 40k, and that is a bad 40k. Ah. I totally so, forgot to buy a stream deck yesterday because they oh, were on sale for $99. And I was like, oh, I should grab one. And yeah. Can not- I tell you something? Stream, stream deck's deck nice. is super nice. Boy, have they improved it a bunch since it, like when it first came out, it would have been like, don't buy this shit. There's, it doesn't <laughs> connect with things you do. And they've improved it a ton. It yeah. is like way better than it was. So I guess if you're going to buy it, now's the time. I mean, it launched without proper exploit support. Basically, it launched in a way that the only way it would work is you could bind the buttons of the Stream Deck, which, by the way, for those who don't know, the Stream Deck is a piece of hardware. It's basically just a set of buttons 
Oh, I that... can't show you mine because it's connected to my computer. <laughs> yeah, mine is <laughs> as like, well, so my camera's you. off. Yeah, it's a bunch of customizable LED buttons uh, that is, is designed to give you quick access to functionality while you're streaming. You know, it, it's a very small version of a big multi-switcher TriCaster that they would use for television production. So I can push a button which switches over to video, switches over to ads, all that kind of thing. And you can set all this up. But when it launched, it launched without support for XSplit. So you had to bind each of these buttons to a key combo, except that also affected everything else. So it would start randomly typing right. and doing other shit. So it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't great. Uh, it is very useful now if you are streaming with a lot of different overlays. Like uh, there's... There's a lot of like um, new streamers that come along and say, yeah, so I priced out and I need all of this. I need a stream deck. I need all of You don't need all of those things. No. Like, if all you're doing is streaming gameplay, you don't need a fucking stream deck because yeah. you have maybe two scenes at most. Yeah. You know, you don't need that. For Just worry doing... about good microphone and quality upload speed. Yes. Yeah. Those are the only two things I mean, that really point, matter initially. If you're starting, worry about an average microphone. Mm. Yeah. And average mic. good upload speed like there's the pro I, I love when i see people who are like yo it's my first stream and they have like an 800 dollars microphone it's like bro yeah. you were going ham but like maybe As, <laughs> maybe you went too hard on this one well the, <laughs> like, the worst part enthusiasm but the worst part is when they buy an 800 dollars microphone and then don't have a preamp of any kind it's like oh yeah i just plugged it into my onboard sound it's like yeah that's why it sounds like a 20 dollars microphone it's useless it's <laughs> No, yeah, what you want at all. There's a bunch of cheap microphones that are just as good. Yeah, just man, as good. Yep. I still use my Samson C01U. Yep, I I, that's my bad. starter recommendation for literally yep. everybody. For that, you I got only... it because back in the day, I think I, I tweeted at UTB and you responded, you're like, get Samson C01U. Yeah, like, I tell God. everyone the exact same thing. I link them to the Amazon page that it literally is called like the podcaster kit. Yep. And it's that and a pop filter and a bunch. Yep. And it's all in one. It's like 120 bucks. I'm like, buy this. It's everything you need. When you're successful, then you can start like amping it up. Because trust me, <laughs> at that point you're gonna be like, okay, I can afford this now to like yeah. try something yeah. new. Because exactly. everyone who jumps into like the I got this really expensive microphone game, the first thing they do is spend three days like, why doesn't anything work? Why does it? Uh, why doesn't it sound good? You know, yeah. uh, it's like, well, it doesn't sound good because you don't have a good preamp or you don't have a good audio interface. It's like the audio interface has got to match the mic. Oh, yeah, this, then you buy your audio interface, and the audio interface is another, like, $500, and you're like... <laughs> Depends which yeah. one you get. You know, it's like, well, I've got a $50 audio interface for an $800 microphone. It's like, yeah, okay, that's not going to well, have the... Yeah. No, that's not going to have the uh, umph you need. No. <clears throat> well, anyway, that was a bit of a side note, but yes, <laughs> the uh, I think the discount for the stream deck is now over, so it's 150 bucks for the damn thing now, which you do not need to spend That's probably really... way too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a nice little bit of kit. Once I got mine working, it was nice. But that's only because I use a lot of scenes and switch a lot of shit over. So it's more convenient than doing the keyboard thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, Dodger, you have gained something of a reputation as of late for playing weird shit. As of late? Uh, okay. At some point in the last six years, shit. you I gained a reputation. <laughs> Yeah, what have you been playing this week? What's been going on? Um, so I finally dove into the second part of uh, Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the oh, Earth. The it's so good. 
is coming out on Thursday. And basically, Pillars of the Earth um, is based off of a book series uh, by Ken Follett. It follows the first book. One so, of the most popular books of all time that I never heard of till this game came out. Right? Oh my God. When I first played it on stream, people were like, holy shit, this is one of my favorite books. And I was like, I've never fucking heard never of this heard book of ever. Apparently in like Germany, it's the number two selling book after the Bible. Yeah. Like like crazy. Like it's super popular. Um, well, it's never a similar situation it. to the fact that we never heard of The Witcher, you know, yeah, before yeah. that started yeah. going. Um. So yeah, it's a it's a German developer, and the the whole story is is kind of revolving around a cathedral that's being rebuilt. Um, it's not always about the cathedral, but it's more like ah, uh, it's it's brought all of these important players into the same area, um, and uh, I I do have to say that the way that they've phrased it is really confusing because like the second section of chapters that came out they're calling book two but you're still in the first novel first novel yeah yeah so i don't think they sh i i think that that was a mistake being like oh book book three is coming out this thursday and i'm playing book two right now that's not i'm right. not it's all from from book one of the series all book one yeah it would be like confusing. it it, it... It's kind of like naming the show Game of Thrones, but it's right. a song of ice and fire. <laughs> right. That's yeah. What it's like. Ken follows um, pillars of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the first like section of chapters came out uh, quite a few months ago, and uh, I didn't realize that the second section of chapters had come out at all, and then found out that the final section of chapters is coming out on thursday this week so i was like oh fuck i should i should finally play through like this middle chunk of the book um and it's it's honestly it's a uh didalic game and it's so it, point and click and probably a very good point and click i'm putting it out there they nail those fucking things it's really like the look of it and the feel of it is great um it seems like it's kind of their take on the telltale style of game Sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, you like each chapter you... Typically, each chapter you wind up playing as a different major character. Sometimes you play as the same character for a couple chapters in a row. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you... What were you going to say, Jesse? Oh, I was going to say uh, the chapter part. It's like it, the, the, the way it's presented is very... And the overall themes of it, it's very much like Game of Thrones minus the magic. Yes. And dragons. So it's, it's, you have these main characters and they all have their motivations and they crisscross with each other, but each chapter is focused on just like the books and the song of ice and fire. Each chapter is one character focused and sometimes they cross 1100s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's um basically in it's apparently it's, England. Yeah. It's apparently it's based off like a real time period where real shit happened and all of it. Like this is sort of what happened to this, but the main characters are are all like, um, I I don't want to say tropes, but they're all like one guy's the builder, and so that's why he's there, and one woman is like a merchant, and that's why she's there, and and so you have all these different people involved with this story, and everyone's sort of like, I'm out for myself, but I'm also trying to make it in like the shittiest part of 
like the middle ages yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything sucks and and it, uh, if you want to get like a, a lot of political good- drama that's going on that they don't that a lot of the characters don't really want to be a part of but they have to be in order to get right. this cathedral built and like it it winds up um yeah, you you just you just wind up being involved in so much shit that's that feels very frustrating. But you're like, I I get it. I'm just frustrated. And in much, I think I think much like Kingdom Come, because of the setting, the choices and outcomes that you make are things that like are kind of fucked up and dark because mm-hmm. of the time period and the rules and the way things were then and how yeah. you know the the society was that you just like. The choices and things that you have to make are like not cool sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. You're stuck with. And you're like, oh, okay. So I, it's very, it's like a phenomenal game, uh, especially in a point and click. It has an art style very similar to, um, oh, my brain just died. Banasaga uh, by any chance? Banasaga, yes. Mm, Except it's not yeah. like cool Norse dudes. It's in England, but it's very, very awesome. Uh, yeah. I think Dodger, you actually are further than me now. Oh, I. If you, if you beat I? chapter, if you beat book two, you're further than me. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. I really. <laughs> damn it! I I thought because you came in. So Jesse heard me screaming at this game yesterday, <laughs> and he came in to find out like where I was, right? And I was telling you where I was, and you had hit that part already, and then you were like, "We need to talk later," and I thought you meant. You need to finish this game. No, I so meant like no, I meant about, about boning no, down the cathedral. No, I, I meant to talk to Jesse now. No, I, meant, I meant we should talk about the boning down the cathedral part and how fucking hilarious that was. But that's what I meant. Tyler, I didn't, how dare you? <laughs> they boned down someone. Someone a character bones down the cathedral. Who I don't know who could be <laughs> one of them. Um, yeah. I got very, very invested in this game and I shouldn't have let myself get invested because it's one of, it's totally one of those stories. Like when you're watching game of Thrones, where if there's somebody you're rooting for, you're like, they're going to get fucked over so bad. Like this person can't stay happy. There's, it's not going to, there's no way it's not going to happen. Right. And I kept telling myself that, but then the longer I played, I was like, maybe. (laughs) And then I was so upset. Can you hope so? So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I think that these games are fantastic. Um, they're so good. They're so, I, I, I get love too, too invested, but th- that's because they're good. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's literally just solid storytelling. And it's, I think because they were like, fuck it. We're not going to deviate too much from the books. And the only deviation is the deviation you make. We're like you as a player, are like, you know what? Cause when they give you options, one of the options literally is like, this is what the book did. But then there might be two other options that are crazy fucking out there options. So mm. I think it's fat. Like you can go the main storytelling route or you can do something else. I think, God, it's beautiful. It's such a fun, wonderful game. So like, I'm glad you enjoy it. Cause I really enjoy it too. As like a history nerd. I'm like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to play the, the end of it um, later this week. I'm so jazzed. I think, I think, look, I'm going to, I'm going to spoil a finger really quick. Spoiler alert is now up on the screen. All right, Dodger, I haven't completed book two, but can I make a prediction based on what's happened so far? And just don't let me cover my face so that you can't see if I'm (laughs) because I'll show it. Okay. (laughs) All right. No noises, Dodger. 
the fuck? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> just sit there in silence for a while. Just see how long she'll stay under there. <laughs> Do you think? By the way, nice promotion for the Ant Queen T-shirt. Thanks, Doctor Ant Queen. By the way. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, um, oh my God, what is that girl's name? Alina, Elena, Eliana, Eliana. Thank you. Um, does she leave Jack? And then, can I t ask you something? Is she pregnant with his baby? I thought you said you didn't want an answer. <laughs> does she leave him for that other dude, and then find out that she's pregnant with his baby, and that causes drama? <laughs> Dodger, does that happen? Dodger, does that happen? <laughs> I see you laughing, she's Dodger. She's Dodger, Dodger, does that happen? I'm calling it now. Does that happen? Does that happen? Does she end up with that dude's baby after she leaves him? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's totally what happens. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is Pillars of the Earth or Desperate Housewives at this point, the way you're acting. Oh it's... my god. Can I turn the spoiler right. thing off now? Yes. Yeah, you can take it off. <laughs> it's like there's the spoiler segments are the way we piss off our iTunes audience because they're like, oh fuck, you know, where do I have to go now? I'm gonna have to skip to the next bit. Uh, <laughs> times true. Up. Sorry, we really need a better method of dealing with the iTunes guys. Sorry, oh, iTunes. Yeah. Watch it on YouTube I'm instead. Take it as a yes. I'm gonna take okay, your reaction as a yes. Oh, I'm saying it over and over again. No, no, like, just stop. What do I do? <laughs> so, p pillars of the earth, good if you're, you know, you're a heavy into story kind of person, and you want what's a point and click narrative game, basically. They're long too. This isn't like some. Oh, the next section came out, and it's like a couple hours long. This is like, it takes me two streams to get through. Damn each section so there's a lot of content g there. give me a little bit of like ballpark on how long two streams is it's not a uh, unit of measurement that i'm dudes? familiar like, with. i would say it hours. takes me at least like eight hours to get through one section right that's quite lengthy it's like that's a whole telltale game right there yeah yeah but it's like, it's like voice acted and voice acted well mm. and there's like a lot of really cool things to explore and look at it's it's neat and the art is it's looking at it like watching the world on like fold is pretty cool so there you go yeah all right anything else that you want to talk about before we dive in on far cry 5 which will probably be a fairly lengthy discussion um i'm trying to think if there's anything else weird while you're thinking about that, I'll make a quick mention of Dice Soccer City or Dice City Soccer. I think it's Dice Soccer City. I could be wrong. On fucking it. mobile. I do my usual rounds of what looks interesting. And I first downloaded a game called Battlejack, which was like, oh, it's a kind of gacha collectible RPG game, except the battle system is Blackjack. And then realized okay. rapidly, Blackjack's really fucking boring. Like, that's not a good way to do a battle system in any way whatsoever. And But the game looks really pretty, and it does. It's a great-looking game, and the effects are nice and everything. But it's like, wow, this is a collectible gacha game, and there's no skill involved in the combat at all. It's not even like the ones that are match three. 
Because at least with that, you've got to actually work for it. Mm. In this, it's like the game literally has an autoplay button. So, and you're better off putting that on because they'll probably make better judgments on when to stay than you will. Because you'll probably, if you go past 21, you lose your turn. So right. you just put the fucking game on autoplay and then everything else is just gacha leveling up. So like, well, no, I'm not going to waste my time on this. I know how stupid it is. But Dice City Soccer is this weird fucking mashup of team collection, football, and city building in space for some reason. Okay. It, it's in space. Yeah, it, it's so strange. It's it's a weird mobile game. It's, it reminded me, I almost thought it was developed by the same guys that made uh, Holy Potatoes because it has the same sense of humor and it has the same... Uh, to some extent, same art style and this habit of naming characters in a way that is a pun. There's a lot of that in it. But it's so fucking bizarre and I'm actually enjoying it. You're building up your sort of space city. You could build it up by it's like, oh, we need different kinds of trees to attract different kinds of fucking players. I'm like, trees? That's, I, this doesn't make a lot of sense at all. The battle system involves a set of dice but each player has different dice faces and also special abilities that synergize with each other and there's like a dexterity mini game for shooting at the goal and shit it's how did you find this game i don't know how i stumbled across <laughs> it i think uh, i noticed it under hot new games and on touch arcade i think uh because there's like two websites i look at for mobile touch arcade is one and the other one is pocket tactics Pocket Tactics, I think, is generally better, but they only update a few times a week. And they're mostly focused on board games, turn-based games, and strategy games. And Touch Arcade is the big site, but they're unreliable at times because you can literally just buy out their site to promote your game and shit. So it's a bit dodgy. And they also thought that Street Fighter 4 on mobile was totally fine, despite the fact that it ran at about 15 frames a second or whatever. It's utter shit. Uh, but... Those two sites, between those, you can find some of this stuff. And this game is just weirdly compelling, even though I, I don't care about football at all. There's just mm. the battle system, the football battle system involving dice and collectible players that do different shit is compelling. And it's well presented and it works well. It's a mobile game only. I think it's iOS and Android only. But, huh, you know... I, it was kind of neat, and it doesn't seem like it's too exploitative so far. We'll see. Um, it's worth a look. It. It's called a battle system. I'm calling it a battle a system. Football battle system. <laughs> football battle system, yeah. Yeah, that's, and I don't think that was what the game called it, but I'm calling it that, and that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah, it's Dice City Soccer. If you want to have a look at something a bit weird on mobile, mm. there's there's me throwing a quick recommendation out there. I played through a way out with Ryan. Mm. Ryan. We mm. should talk a bit about oh that. Oh my god! Haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, it, tell us about a way out because I've is, talk about it in a no way spoilers. that does not, not involve I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoilers. Go my own rules. Okay, I'm playing tomorrow with Octo, so don't spoil. This yeah, no, I haven't well, played I'll it yet. I'm going to play it with the misses. I think that seems like the way to go. It, yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're supposed to play with somebody. Um, it is somebody a you know, really roughly. fun, pretty short. I think it was like, I think we got through it in like five hours. Uh, kind of narrative driven game about breaking out of prison and what happens to the two of them after they break out. 
Um, it's funny. It takes place in the 70s, but it's clearly made by people who don't live in the United States because that is the most lax prison I've ever seen. It's like <laughs> windows with no bars, like it- one guard guarding like, 15 guys. Isn't Yosef sharp knives available to someone just to grab? Isn't Yosef Swedish or something along those lines or Scandinavian? Fuck the Oscars. That would explain a lot about uh, the the way that they portrayed that. It's very it's very generous what they think the United States prison system is even remotely like. Yeah. It's hilarious, um, but outside outside of that, and some funny like slips of the accent, and you can like hear them slip into their native tongue just for a second, or the, and then go back to like their New York or whatever accent they're doing. Right. Um, the story's great. The story's kind of a kind of a cheesy, fun '70s action uh, prison escape movie. Yeah. Um, but it's it definitely play with somebody that you know and. You, basically, you can play the game, in my opinion, one of two ways. Very serious and kind of take it seriously and enjoy the the bond that you two will have throughout the game. Or do it the way like me and Ryan did and just like, it's a good story, but also shit on it at every moment that you can because there's just a lot of silly things that happen. You're just like, really? That? All right. Well, all right. Fine. I want to shit on this story of brotherly love. And just now, be careful. There's some video game dick dangle right in the beginning. So. Good Here's to know. Sensor. That's why I want to play it. Dick dangle. <laughs> I, heard dick there were, I heard there were pixel dicks and I was, <laughs> by the way, fuck me. Pixel dicks is a great name for a show. God <laughs> damn it. God, copyright, trademark, Jesse Cox, 2018. <laughs> Don't steal that shit. Um, pixel dicks. Pixel dicks. That's, that's really... a great show. I mean, it's a, so this game is pure co-op. Pure co-op. Co- yeah, you buy. Oh, we're just getting one- to the undress section. I will turn that off now. There we go. Because I'd like to keep my Twitch account intact. Thank you. Um, it is a. It's great because only one person needs to own it, and the yep. other person can. And then he can play with as many of his friends as he even, wants. Even even online, which is very yes. surprising. Like Ryan already owned it, so I just downloaded what they call the free the free trial, and you just played the whole game through on cool. one copy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Especially considering EA published where, like, it and they actually allowed that. <laughs> yeah, I am surprised EA allowed that too. Uh, it's one of those games where, you know, you're going to get choices along the way, but ultimately, you know, the choices just kind of dictate how you get to the next part of the story instead of really dictating how the story unfolds. Mm. It's good, though. I enjoyed it a lot. To what extent, because it is a pure co-op game, mm-hmm. like how far does the co-op gameplay go? Like, is there an amount of precision required, a lot of communication required between you and your partner to really make to make get past certain segments of the game or what some parts there's like okay you definitely need to do this and you kind of have to figure out the puzzle together but uh i will say the whole game it, it's necessary to play with another person because you can't do the puzzle well, yes, without a secondary yeah. person but the game is not remotely like gonna fry your brain in right. any way puzzles okay. are not hard um it's just more how you kind of want to dictate the narrative to go basically it always boils down to do you want to do the loud way or do you want to do it the quiet way right and that's kind of how you choose. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not exactly surprised that they didn't go for super difficult because these are the guys that made Brothers of Taylor Two Sons, which yes. is not a hard game. No, but, but you know, but the puzzle aspect of it is just it's there, it's present, it's just yep. enough to uh, elevate the game because that's what that sort of like allows you to express the co-op nature of it. Yep. Even with Brothers, which was basically a one-player game for all intents and purposes. The uh, the way that the two brothers interacted to solve problems was intriguing and compelling, even though it wasn't hard. Yeah. No, it's the same thing here. 
Um, what I actually really like is that even if you're playing online, what you see is split screen. Yes. And I like that because it actually, the way they do, the way they use it is really interesting for some really neat camera transitions uh, and the way the split screen will They like, change the size of the split screen as well, don't they, during the game? Yeah, the, the split screen will always like shift and change and like get smaller for one person while someone's doing something important. And yeah. it just makes for a really cinematic uh, visuals with the way the camera yeah, works. Sam, Sam was saying it very obviously was meant to feel kind of like a movie. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, y Yosef um, was a filmmaker before he made Brothers and it has does. he's got some interesting ideas about how you can translate some ideas from film to video games and how video games can be used to go past where film is capable of going in certain aspects of narrative. Uh, he's a really interesting person yes he is um, in many ways it, i think his his filmmaking talents really show in a way out there's a lot of some cool there's a lot of cool transitions in that game yeah five five six hours sounds about right for a game like yep. that that's like not outstaying its welcome but not at all. nowhere near as short as brothers which was a two-hour game you mm -hmm. know mm. i it's, highly recommend it if you know what you're getting to yeah i i've been sitting just waiting to play it i'll get around to it Obviously, I mean, Brothers is my favorite game of all time, so I've got to play the follow-up in some way, surely. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it sounds really cool. I'm glad that that's been well-received for what it is, but it definitely seems like if you did not play that game with somebody you know, you had a shittier experience. It is meant doubt. to be played with at least a friend, you know, like somebody that you, you don't have to, they don't have best friends, but somebody you get along with. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Cool. Shall we move on to Far Cry? Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Well, I know me and Jesse have played it, and Mathis, you've started playing it as well, yep. and Dodger, you have not. I never play Far Cry games, so... <laughs> That's a, it's a safe bet. I don't blame I you for that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about... Where to start with five? Um, I'm gonna, it... I'll, start, I'll start with my opinion. I fucking love this one. I, I am having a great time with this one. I like it more than four. I like it more than uh, whatever the hell that primal 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 one was. That was Garbo. Yeah, I don't like, blame uh, you for that. This one I think is actually, and I honestly I don't know if it's just because I have and always will continue to be fascinated by like religious fanaticism. Mm. So like already the plot is I'm like, all right, I'm, so I want to see rally. where this fucking goes. I need to yeah. see how crazy we're gonna get. And also, you know what? Montana, like, even in the game, but also in real life, even though we jokingly call them flyover states, the, like, states in the middle of this country are, like, some of those beautiful fucking places on Earth. So, yes. like, being in these places, it the way they've done Montana is beautiful. It's, like, it is gorgeous. Around, it's gorgeous. So, I kind of fucking dig everything about this one. I like that you can make your own character. <clears throat> I like that I... <clears throat> I'm dying here. I like that I um got to make, again... Beautiful Law and Order SVU star Mariska Hargitay. Uh, I got to make her as like my main character. It's insane and kooky, and like the first good guy you meet is a doomsday prepper. Like, proper, I yeah. Just everything about this I enjoy, and I don't. I don't know if it's just me personally. I don't know if the rest of the world sees it the same way. But for me, I'm like, I fucking dig this game. Everything about it so far, I like. So. That's where I come from. No, I don't think you're the only one. Um, the way that I feel about it is I 
I don't think it is particularly different to the previous games. I think that we I've had enough time off from Far Cry to be interested in playing more of this one because I didn't play much of Primal beyond... I mean, I didn't play any Primal beyond what I did the video on. So really, it's been a couple of years since I've played a Far Cry game. And I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it now to play another one. And they've taken away some of the annoyances about open world games that I did not like. Um, yeah, I've, so many people have been saying it's still Far Cry. It is. It very much feels like Far Cry, but it's like they finally listened to what things people enjoyed and made them better and what things people didn't like and just got rid of them. They yeah, even like in the first great. 20 minutes do a joke about towers, climbing yep. towers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, I'm not going to make you do this all the time. Right. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, all right, we're on the same page. Thank you. I feel, like, I feel like I'm similar pages as UTB where like I played through three and I liked it a lot, played a little bit of four, but I was like, I played this last year or yeah, however yeah. long it was. Skipped Primal altogether and I feel like I'm ready for another Far Cry game. So I'm really enjoying Far Cry 5 again. Um, but right, realize that it is pretty much just a Far Cry game, and that's okay. I'm having a really good time having those kind of, I call them like John Wick moments, where like I go into like a base and I just feel like an, an unstoppable badass popping head pops like well, crazy. It's not a difficult game unless you put no, it on hard. So. Can I ask you guys questions? What weapon do you use? Because I... A pistol, because it's too good. Shotgun. I decided I only use bow and arrows now. Oh, you're, the, you're <laughs> that guy. I've not okay. used a, a right, like a rifle or a semi, like nothing. I, except for a machine gun, I used when I sat at a street corner and shot like 50 cars as they drove by. That was pretty <laughs> fun. But like using the bow and arrow, you feel like you're just like I'm stalking my prey. And the NPCs, like the, the characters in the game, the NPCs are so dumb because the yeah. arrow, like it doesn't make noise. So if you shoot a guy, they could be looking right at you, and they'll run around and hide facing back the way they were, and you just pop them in the back of the head with another arrow, and you're like, this is the greatest goddamn game ever. Because you feel awesome. Yeah. I love the power fantasy in this goddamn game is, like, next level. It, it's, it's insane. Good. One of my favorite moments early on for me was, like, I had to go take out this, like, base or whatever, and I was flying a plane over to it, and I saw it, and I'm just like, I'm going to nosedive the plane, jump out, parachute, land on the building as the plane explodes and wipes out like three people. And then it's like pop the rest of them, dive off that, take out my pistol, and then just finish them all off. And you just feel like an action hero. And that's what's fun about this game. Yeah. And really, that's like what that's been the strength of Far Cry since Far Cry started. Yeah. And when it, whenever it forgot about that is when it started to go off the rails. Like, the, you know, when we're talking about those annoyances, you know, a great example is the fact that there are no looting animations anymore. You yes, just loot instantly. Just pick it up. Yep, instantly. So, you know, all of that bullshit about skinning animals and picking up herbs and shit, which it's like, oh, that's super immersive the first few times you do it. And then you realize you've got to do it hundreds of times. It's fucking terrible. That's gone. Yep. Uh, the, the, the map is not completely full of icons. There is no mini map which means you're not being constantly assailed by icons. That's good. The There's a lot of flexibility with where you go after the first 30 minutes of the game. You can go, you know, there's three main regions and you can choose which one to go to pretty much out of, you know, yep. whenever you want. That's great. So, you know, it's less railroaded once you get past the first 20, 30 minutes. 
So that's cool. The way that they've done experience now, experience, well, it's not there. They have thrown that out in favor of challenges, which then give you perk points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about the things you do and what you yeah. take on. So, like, uh, I got a perk point for killing a turkey. And I was like, I don't deserve that, but fuck it, okay. But then, <laughs> like, no, but your next perk point, you have to go kill a bear, asshole. And it's like, oh, okay, let's have fun. Yeah. Well, there's sort of things that just sort of happen along the way. Uh, obviously, you can pursue them if you want to. But it's nice that I don't, e I don't even think about them. It's like, yep. oh, I completed a challenge? Cool. Great. That's awesome. I didn't go out of my way to do it. But more to the point, I didn't go out of my way to grind experience either, yep. which is in itself quite nice. Uh, they have de-emphasized stealth. Like, it used to be a case mm. that you would be punished for not being stealthy. But also, stealth was way too easy. Like, you could get... Once you've got a few abilities, you you have a stealth god where it's like, oh, you could chain a takedown and kill five fucking people one That's after all another. That's all doing is stealthing with that bow and arrow. And, and then it is, you get rewarded too more. Easy. So much fun. Yeah. Oh. And, and this time around, I think you get slightly more cash for beating an outpost stealthy, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It's irrelevant. Like the because cash is quite easy to get, so you don't need to worry about that at all. And uh, I spend it all on outfits. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering there's a lot of stuff you could be spending on, like custom cars and planes and helicopters oh, and even better guns. guns. Like the yeah. gun, there's, there's a pistol that has the American flag on it. I'm like, I may have to buy that. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. one of those ones where they really like uh, the the featured prestige weapons are the ones where they're like, you should buy some silver bars so you can get one of these fucking microtransactions. Yeah. Like, thankfully, like they're not really shoved in your face that much, but I, I know that the, they'll up the prestige, co the cost of those prestige fucking weapons to try and get people to buy them via microtransactions. It's just, it's nonsense. It's absolute and nonsense. With them having actually removed the minimap and, and all that, the sense of discovery is more enjoyable now. It's very, I don't want to say it's Breath of the Wild-ish, but it kind of is in that you stumble across things naturally now and they're not just, not everything's dotted on your map. Yeah, but it I mean, still has, it still has that like, Far Cry feel of when you discover something, usually it's because it's super jank and ridiculous. Like I'll, I'll go to a great example is I was like, oh shit, is that a person? I walked up and it like ping popped up that they were like, they would buy skins and hides from me. I was like, oh cool. So I started like talking with them, but because of where we were on the map, it was also like, oh, this is also where a million cougars are. Oh, so yeah, as I walked yeah. away, I started hearing screaming like, ah, I turned <laughs> And, like, the person I just sold the skins to is being mauled by, like, 50 cougars. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going back there. I mean, it, it was their fault. They provoked the cougars. You know, they're buying cougar skins, and there you go. Yeah. Uh, you, can't you can't really blame for that. They, th I think the um, the game is still, at times, too busy. Like, it's kind of ridiculous that in many places of the map, there are so many things happening. Like, oh, there's more guys in pickup trucks or, or there's more loot trucks coming past. Like, fuck me. This is things too so, much. Yeah, like, it's the same with animals as well. In certain areas, they spawn too many encounters, too much shit. Like, they don't give you time to sort of just maybe enjoy the view because, like you said, the game is fucking gorgeous. Mm, yeah. it, the, the lighting is incredible. The only annoying thing I find is when you come out of a building, they have that light flare yeah. When you do it, which makes I sense, but it actually gave me a bit of a headache. I don't really like that. It's like, I wish I could buy a pair of sunglasses in that game. So, you know, <laughs> it was less of an issue. The, but the game has a lot of space, but it it's constantly throwing things at you because it's afraid you'll get bored. 
And actually, yeah. that's doing the opposite because, like, you're fucking up the pacing. Just let me, let me go there at my own pace and not really worry about that too much. Um, even if apparently, even if you get yourself a plane, there are fucking enemy planes that will come and get you. I was like, fuck, just you're getting dogfights. Yeah. yeah, get me, you know, and that's cool and all, but g- give me a break. Like, let me get to my destination without too much crazy shit happening. Some. Oh. But you know, just, just like the spawn then. rate is just a little too much. It's the opposite problem with Sea of Thieves. Like there's there's too much being thrown at you sometimes. But also, you get a dog named Boomer, which was the That's name true. of the dog I had when I was a kid, and it's oh. fucking awesome. And I send him into combat, and he kicks ass for me. Yeah, but you could also get a bear. You could also get a bear and a cougar. But what if you had a dog and his name was Boomer? And but the bear's called Cheeseburger. The dog die.com. Does no, you know no, what? no. You get, the dog you never dies. The dog it. gets hurt and takes 15 minutes to, to sleep it off, and then he's back. Because yeah. in this game, dogs well, don't die because they're fucking stone cold killers. If you get to them fast enough, you give them belly rubs, they'll get right back up again. But yeah, there's a bear, and <laughs> you have, you have it's right called the other Cheeseburger. Day. I sick my dog on a guy, and my dog killed him. And I ran up to loot the guy, instead, it pet the dog. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. you murdered that man. Yes, you did. You can pet any dog in the game, I noticed. Like, if you go up to just a regular dog, you can pet it. Uh, but there's only that one you can have as a companion. But yeah, you, you can get a bear. I, that's my next objective is to just go get that bear. I keep getting distracted by shit. But go get the bear. It's called Cheeseburger. Apparently, it's one of the most powerful companions in the game. It wrecks shit. It, it's a bear named Cheeseburger? Yep. Yeah, he's from it, a circus. It charges people, and sometimes it knocks them into orbit. Because it just hits them so fucking hard, uh, it's, it's kind of great. But the, um, the the core gameplay, pretty much the same as previous Far Cry yeah. games. Like if you didn't Absolutely. like the gunplay in Far Cry Three and Four, you're not gonna like it here. Uh, they definitely limit access to weapons early on in the game. Like you, everyone uses a fucking ACR in the first like hour of the game or a 1911 pistol. They're all outfitted with that. I do remember the first time I came across an ACR with a scope on it. And I was just like, oh, that's worth having. And it was interesting to me because, like, I was avoiding the ACR as a weapon. I was using the bow just like you were. But as soon as I found an ACR with a scope, I was like, well, that that's a much more useful gun now. Because it's more of a, you know, you can use when, it at a much longer range. When do you unlock the other two gun slots? They're somewhere in the perks tree. Yeah, like, I'll be on the perks tree I keep seeing guns and I'm like, oh my god, I'd love to have that. But I'm I like, nope, that. I gotta keep my bow because I'm not losing I my bow. I threw the bow eventually uh, because I got access to the first shotgun. I was like, I'm a shotgun guy. You know, that's fine. I'll put a scope on my pistol instead and use that at long range. Uh, so I, I did that. Uh, the web customization's okay. It could be better. Uh, there's, you know, there's a few different options per gun, but mm. not maybe as many as I expected. Um, it would be nice if they went all out on that. Someone just just a quick thing. Someone in chat mentioned like, uh, does it explain why the military isn't like just going there right off the bat? Oh, not no. particularly, um, but it does. Yes, at the very no. beginning that like the police are kind of involved, and you're there the with federal the federal marshals. Yeah, and the you, marshals you that- like. I feel like he's the first wave of like we're gonna arrest this guy because we don't. The government doesn't think they're actually as powerful as they are. Yeah, and so mm. it, he had is, no idea what he was getting into. Yeah, it's more like it's more like a Waco thing, where like people showed up there. Like if you aren't from the '90s, go Google Waco and just read the whole thing. It's very similar to that. 
where it's the idea of like, these guys seem pretty crazy. We should go knock on the door and see what's up. And it's like, we are a doomsday cult and we are fucking prepared for you. Like that kind of shit. And you're like, oh no, okay. And that's kind of it's, the escalation that takes place in this game. Yeah, it's one of the outside thinks they're just like weirdo religious zealots. But in reality, there's like a little more going on there. And so when they show up, it just escalates from there. Well, yeah, the, the, you showing up actually causes the escalation. Like, that's right. what they describe as the reaping. If you're expecting, by the way, a lot of political commentary in this game, there really isn't. No. It's yeah. no, I, I think the... Um, I was talking to NerdCube about this this morning, who fundamentally disagrees with me on it. Uh, he was uh, pissed off that the way they advertise the game is not the way that the game is. Like, that the advertising indicated that there'd be a lot more political commentary going on than there actually is there is very little political commentary there is a it's a it's a game about a cult it's not a game about political ideology it's a game about a religious cult and what happens when you essentially fulfill their prophecy of you know saying we're gonna you know we're gonna take your leader and that's like what he said was going to happen the entire time. You know, he was manipulating right. all these people. And that triggers them to lock the county down. They had a plan to do it. They cut all the phone lines. You know, that area was pretty remote anyway. And they also, as you learned very early on, they have contacts outside of the county, which is why the military is not just rolling in, which is why the National Guard's not just rolling yeah. in. You know, they send the federal marshal in because they'd like to do it you know, with the minimum but, casualties. But all the cops that are with you are like, yo, you sure you want to do this? Because, yeah. like, you shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, yeah, no, we're going to... What is the matter with you guys? Are you pussies or something? Come on, let's do this. And they're like, it really is. Mm, he's I wouldn't do this if I were you. Like, that could, you know. So it, it's yeah, very it's, early established that, like, their hands are everywhere, this cult. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting in and of itself. Like, learning... It's like, oh... Because I that was the first thing that I thought about that when they said, "Oh, you're saying in America? That doesn't make any fucking sense." Like right. they, they just roll the fucking national guard in or send in the FBI as soon as they got even a whiff of this. But then if and you that actually your mission though, like your mission is like we gotta get in contact with everyone else on the outside, yeah. and get people in here. So that's like well, the actually, crux of the story. well, it's more of a case of actually, it's uh, getting the uh, the people that live there to organize and resist. Right. And really, like, help set up a rebellion, essentially. Which which I think is the fascinating, like, counterpoint to everything in this. So if you did see this game and you were like, this, these game developers are trying to shit on, like, religion. The and alt-right. Or, on the yeah. flip side, the, the doomsday bunk or prepper guy is, like, the first ally you meet. There is, He's like, very the sensible. church is, like, one of your meeting points of, like, the, the badass priest who's, like, there to help yeah, you. Yeah, meet he's it. awesome. Like, yeah, like all these different things are like the counterpoint to what this group is. And it's like, those guys aren't religious, they're just shitheads. So I yeah. think that that's like, yeah. it's a fascinating like duality in this game that I love. I love all of it. So I I'm think in. that, I think that's exa- I think you like put the nail on the head there. Like for some people, and I know some of the reviews complained that there wasn't as much political commentary as they wanted. One, I don't look for a Far Cry game for political commentary. <laughs> no. Like the writing's <laughs> not very good to begin with. So get that down first before you start to. You know, try and take on any kind of serious political shit. Uh, secondly, it isn't actually about that. It's about a cult. And if, right. as yep. you as you said, if you grew up around the time we did, and saw what happened with those cults, that those cults were generally like not big political statements or anything along those lines. They were hardline religious zealots at best. Most of the time, not even 
remotely religious, just misled. Yeah, most of it wasn't about religion. It was about whatever it was about, Yeah, it was about that fake people into thinking it was about religion. Right. When yeah, really he just it. wanted to have like 50 wives and a bunch of like guns in the middle of nowhere and claim he was a king of a land or something. Pretty much, you know, like, yeah. Fucking that, lunatic that's, shit. That's effectively that what it is. Into. Yeah. As soon as you see the giant statue of this main <laughs> yes. antagonist. I saw I that think, shit was like, oh no, this place is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I, I don't think that a political commentary is necessary in a game like this, and I don't think it was ever going to be about that. I mean, you know how Ubisoft gets with uh, trying to not offend people. I mean, you know, Assassin's Creed has that fucking disclaimer at the start of the game every time. Uh, there was a similar complaint about the division. It's like, oh, you know, there's not enough political commentary here, or there's the wrong kind of political commentary that everything could be solved right. with a gun. It's like, well, that's just the nature of an action game. It's there's not a lot more you can really do about that. And like, it's Far Cry. That's what you expect from a Far Cry game. Yeah, it's the whole point of a Far Cry game. Is like you plus whatever NPC characters you have to liberate an area are going to go in a thing and like take over shit and fight the bad guys the end like that's the yeah. end yeah that's how it works yeah and so along don't the way you anything either... more than that yeah exactly no i don't think maybe i'm wrong i could be very wrong about this but i don't recall anyone being like in far cry 4 this depiction of indian politics does not fly with well, me it's... right yeah. i don't think anyone was doing that maybe they were and i missed it but like not that i'm aware of <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone gave a shit it's it seems like a very american thing to get pissed off about like the misrepresentation of this group. It's like, bro, it's okay. <laughs> Turn the dial down. All the you know, they they just they want you know, they they want something to fulfill their political fantasy or affirm their political belief or whatever. It's like, well, this right. is not you know it, it it's a there's a very mild criticism of stuff like uh, as someone just mentioned it, actually uh, televangelism. Like, it, I don't a, think it's even very televangelism. Early on, very what well, th there is a segment very early on in the game that I think is very televangelistic. I, I don't think it's uh, it's not. Te I don't think televangelism is the right word. I, it's whatever the like, the um, not the less Joel Olstein and more of the guys who are like um self help gurus. That isn't mm, about really like okay. he's using the self help mentality of like the power of yes and yes you yeah. can do that, and like say yes. And I feel like that's less religion and more like psycho babble kookery to get people to leave. Like, I, right. fascinating. I because I saw that too and I was like. Oh, this is like a televangelist. That was, but the that was a very cool like, cutscene. Oh, actually. It's, yeah, it's like it's it's manipulating the populace. I was like, hmm. Well, isn't that the same sort of principle as the prosperity gospel guys? Oh, who are like plant a seed, like yeah. give me a thousand dollars and God will reward you for it. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that in there. Yeah, it's just that you know there's a lot of mishmash and hodgepodge of that, but. It, it never goes hard, really, on any of it. I actually quite like the fact that the uh, the initial guy you meet, the prepper, was not depicted as a crazy fucking nut job. No. And uh, if you actually wander around his bunker, uh, you read and you read a few of the things around there. Um, he's actually been kind of hard done to. He um he tried to collect rainwater, and they like went yeah, after him. Like, yeah, they arrested him for collecting rainwater. It's like what? That's actually ridiculous. And it's like. Yeah. Uh, that's it's insane that they would do that and it, it gives a nice little sort of different look at a person who uh, you know a group of people who are commonly mocked and and if you there's one letter you can find in his bunker that's from his son and it's his son's i think either still in college or just got out of college but his wife's in college and they have a kid and they're like yeah we definitely want to come visit you like just you know next time we're up there a little less doomsday prepping a little more like yeah. hanging out with us like that kind of, yeah so like, real character they've created that isn't just like a trope of like i'm gonna be down here in my fucking bunker and you better watch it like it's a it's a person who 
he's trying to like live off the land and they depict as like a human being rather than like a fucking trope which yeah. i'm totally it's you know and they could have gone full on with it you know obviously you know, doomsday prepping is kind of ridiculous unless of course you happen to be in a county with a crazy cult leader who actually is going to create doomsday in which case quite right. sensible but never mind uh the you know the, the story of in a far cry game is it's far cry you know you, you're not going to get something in depth but what i will say is i do find it kind of annoying that they constantly if you follow the the main story arc and you do what the main story missions are, holy shit, do they like to interrupt and kidnap you a lot. <laughs> There's a That's bunch true. of that. I mean, you know Far Cry is sort of well-known for having, like, drug sequences? Yeah. They've oh, been in pretty much all of them. Yeah. And the At fact that three, from yeah. moment one, they don't say it right away, but from moment one, they hint that, like, yeah, that daughter or the sister, she's got some, like, weird hold over the people. You don't want to go in that valley. And I was like, I wonder what they mean. And I was doing, like, a random mission. I started hearing, like, Ooh. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I looked around, and one of the towers was, like, billowing smoke. And as I walked towards it, the screen started blurring. I was like, yes. oh, my God, they're drugging the people in this town. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I was like, <gasps> they're seeing shit, and they think it's religious. It's like, oh, my God. So now I'm, I'm even more in. So I'm like, <laughs> drugging people into like having hallucinations i was like i can't wait for that moment oh i love shit like that i was totally i was like oh, get the fuck out. yeah yeah it's the you know that the thing is like that these characters and there's like sort of three main lieutenants of the big bad keep you know in their territory at certain points during the main storyline they just keep fucking kidnapping you like it i walked in there and then had a five minute unskippable cutscene of uh, Faith, who was one of the three characters, trying to explain a bit of a backstory. And it almost seems like they're trying to flesh out a character and give you maybe a bit of sympathy they're for her. They're trying to get a boss again. They desperately yeah, want a boss. Yeah, they're not, they're not hitting it. They regret they're not. killing boss as fast as they did. Yeah. I, I, you damn well know they they're did. Not because that game, it. boss was fascinating, and then they're like, oh, and then this old white guy is the main villain. And it's like, Dang it. <laughs> yeah. That, so far, they're not getting Voss and they're not getting uh, Pagan Min either. It's There's no character in that game that I've found to be as compelling. Um, I, I wonder if that's maybe why they have four villains rather than just the one, because they were trying to say, well, we'll get them on one of them, surely. But they're, they're trying to give you some sort of sympathy for them and flesh out their backstory where they're not just pure evil, but it's not convincing. So, yeah. I, I, you know... If you're looking for character engagement and storytelling, it's not what this game is about. If you are looking for open world sandboxy shooty shit, it's it's good at what it does. Yep. And it's it's I was surprised to enjoy the area as much as I did because when I first heard that they were setting it in fucking Montana of all places, <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to be interesting at all compared to <laughs> you just did the Himalayas. You think it's going to be anywhere near as interesting? And to some extent, it's not, but it's still a really pretty, awesome place to explore. Yeah, it's yeah. a really cool wilderness sort of environment. I think I think what they did because I haven't explored the full map. No, but I looking at it, close. it seems much smaller than the map of uh, the Himalayas. I don't and know, I, but I feel like I the vibe I get is they were like, okay, we've been trying to take this too big and too crazy. Let's like bring it back a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, because so, what are you going to fill a huge world like that with? Right. The same shit is the answer, which is why, you know, Far Cry 4 and Primal ended up being like that. 
but it, it does it does feel more refined. It feels like they took it back to the drawing board and said, what's our open world formula? Bearing in mind, Ubisoft's kind of already been doing that. Mm. You know, where they did it with Assassin's Creed, and now they seem like they're doing it with this as well. And I'm intrigued to see what they do with The Division 2. Is like, How can we take these ideas that, yes, they've sold well, they've done well, but they're frequently criticized, kind of rightfully so, for being horribly repetitive and formulaic, and fix them up a bit and make them more tolerable. And they have succeeded in the majority of circumstances in doing that. I I feel like Ubi's taken the exact opposite approach of EA, which is like when Ubi fucks up and people are like, this Assassin's Creed Unity is shit. This is a shit game. <laughs> Nobody likes this. They're like, all right, we're not going to ruin the, we're not going to like scrap the franchise. We're going to repair this. There is room to repair. EA's like, well, no one wants us anymore. Delete. <laughs> Shut down company. Yeah, and I feel like at least with Ubisoft, and you can see it in Assassin's Creed, and you can see it in Far Cry, where they're like, okay, we've become a trope of ourselves. Yeah, we're a joke. Like, yeah. How do we fix this and move forward? And I can appreciate that shit. Like, I'll be the first person to be like, good job. Thank you for, for listening to people who are like, yeah, there's a problem with your game. And rather than be like, fine, if you don't like it, you can't have it. They're like, <laughs> We'll fix it for you. And the yeah. games they've created since then are like on point. Yeah. They're still not or, perfect or, games, but they're really cool and much better than the ones we had before. So I'm I'm totally down. Yeah, and they, they you know they they fixed all the stuff as well. You know, we talk about yeah. you know Rainbow Six and all that kind of thing. And Siege still isn't fucking perfect, by the way. You know, they still have some issues with microtransactions and all that kind of thing. Uh so you know, don't Take it as we're saying Ubisoft has fixed everything and they're perfect and they're a great company now. No, this game has microtransactions in it. This game has microtransactions in it. And Silver no, Gun, they're not Silver. necessary. Silver bars, man. They're not necessary, but what the fuck are they even in there for? You know? Can I tell because you something that would be amazing is if on the radio they had those. You know how on the radio sometimes there's like, let me tell you about the price of silver. It's rising every day. And there's one thing you can do to prevent the economic collapse is buying silver and gold. If they had that in the game to remind you to buy stuff in the oh, game, man. all would be forgiven. Oh, all man. would be forgiven. I'd be like, Dude, that's that is, in the right that is, yeah, that is so ballsy that I'd give them, I, I'd give them a bit of credit all for be, that. I'd be like, you know what? That's fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> and it's like, no, do, do you need them? No, you, you don't need the microtransactions, but you never need them. You all, but you always feel like they fucked with something. You know, is this scope? The scope costs a thousand. Would it have cost a thousand if they didn't have microtransactions in the game? Would yeah. this, you know, prestige car cost as much as it did if they didn't have that? Because it's like there might be a time when I'm like super impatient and say, I want a fighter plane now. Mm. I don't want to wait. I don't want to sell more fucking pelts. I don't want to take more. <laughs> you know, outposts on, I want that fighter plane now, or I want, you know, one of those prestige cars has fucking machine guns on the side of it, you know, and flames uh, and right, shit. Like America would have. <laughs> it's, they're, they're tempting and they put them front and center. So <laughs> don't, you know, don't pretend that they're not trying to push that shit. And if they weren't trying to push that shit, they wouldn't be in the game in the first place. It's... I always find that argument so bizarre. It's like, well, you know, you don't have to have it and it's not necessary. Why is it there then? Right. You know you're just trying to tempt people. Come on. Come on. It's it's yeah. unnecessary. 
I have to wonder how, how much they earn from that versus how much they piss people off and how much negative press they get whenever they pull that shit. The, I, and the I funny thing is, is many of the like, you can buy it versions of things. I'm like, some of the things you can just spend your normal cash on are like way cooler. I mean, you can get everything. Uh, yeah. in the game with just regular cash. I don't think there's a single item in the game that you just that you have to buy with silver bars, but I could be wrong. Like but but some of those I'm just like, nah, I'm gonna pass on this because there's another thing that's way cooler that I can just spend like a thousand bucks on instead of silver bars. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, you know, and it may mess with your progress as well, but you know, there's a certain degree of satisfaction to eventually getting the really cool vehicle or the really cool gun. Whereas if you just skip right to that, you know, I feel like right now it's like, oh, I'm really limited with the guns that I've got. You know, I have a 1911 with a cheap scope that I was able to get and a shotgun that I haven't even upgraded yet. And I'm feeling like, oh, there's so much more cool stuff on the way. Yeah. Whereas if I just skipped all that and bought a fucking 50 cal sniper rifle or shit <laughs> with silver bars and wrecked everybody with that, I think I'd find it less satisfying. Like how you just go into a, the, my favorite part is you're just like out in the woods and sometimes you just stumble upon a hunter and you're like, Hey, can I buy a plane from you? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I it's, got it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I came across just a fishing wharf and the guy was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got an M60. It's like, <laughs> you what? How else do you think I fish? Here you go. <laughs> it's like, how the f and it's like, Oh, I also have some fishing lure and this special fishing rod. I'm like, okay, cool, but you you are you did say you had an M60, right? It's like, yeah. I'm like, where? Well, <laughs> why? How? <laughs> oh dear, it it's bonkers. Uh, but I mean, that's Far Cry for you, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. a oh, yeah. it's it's out of control. It's a out of control shooty sandbox. It it's fun so far. You know, it's not an it's not a massive evolution of Far Cry. It is still very iterative, but because well, it's, it's been a while and because I don't count Primal, it's quite nice to have those come back to the game and have the shit that pissed me off in 4 be tweaked and fixed. And never deny the power of a character creator. Something about being a character that you made versus the last few games, all the other games where it was you are this person, something about... Being able to make who you are is really enjoyable and adds another level to like, ah, I am this person I've made, so I'm a little bit more invested in how silly I'm going to get with this person. You know, I'm so like, I'm kind of surprised that you are so into that, considering you don't see yourself at any point. It's I I look, I'm the first person to agree. It makes no sense why, but for some reason it just is. Because everything's in first person. Like even the cutscenes, you know, they you know Far Cry loves its character gets in your face and monologues to you shit. Well, there's loads of that in this game. You never see yourself, obviously, because it's trying to say, well, you are this person, we're staying first person all the fucking time. So the but, character but customization they, is pointless. But I think the it's kind of like that that um the trope of like writing a young adult novel where the main girl is like the most average person ever so oh trousers yes yes everyone can trousers. relate to it and and i think the past games where you were aj gallier or you were whatever the fuck the douchebag was from far cry 3 who i literally hated i was like oh, yeah, yeah. his friends are the worst people yeah. i don't give a fuck if they die um like, this guy's mute like the, your protagonist is mute he never speaks 
Yeah, and I and this uh, I like the fact that like you are you can put yourself in the role or you can role play as like ah uh, yes I'm the detective from Law and Order like that like put that shit in there and I think that makes it somehow better. So he's he's mute in a Chrono Trigger Link way. Yes, yeah. like yeah. he's not the actual literally. character yeah. is like canonically like mute. No, no, no. You're just they call you they call you Rook because you're the rookie. And you have, like, you're just there. Like, you're like, no one... I did completely forget that this game has co-op, so there is kind of a point in doing a bit of customization if you play co-op, because your co-op partner will see you. So there is that. Um, I completely forgot that was even in the game. Like, because it doesn't push it on you at all. You can play the whole game straight up co-op if you want to, Mm -hmm. which is better than the previous ones, because they had a form of co-op. But it wasn't a full-on co-op game. Yeah, you had to do, like, certain missions and shit, and that was dumb. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, Like, you could bring someone in as a gunfire kind of thing, but... Yeah, and this one, it's full-on co-op. You can play it like that if you want to, or you can bring along, you know, a gunfire to help you. Or just do it solo. Like, I don't even bring a gunfire. I will when I get cheeseburger. I will say that. When I get my fucking death bear, I'll absolutely bring death bear. But, yeah, outside of that, no. Death bear. Death bear. I want to know if it'll fly in a plane with me or, or get in a oh. car with me. Because if, <laughs> if it won't, yeah, I want to know if Cheeseburger will sit in. He just sits the, on top of the plane and mans the gun. I know, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, if, even if he just got in the passenger side and just roared at people that we passed, I would what if be you could really happy. Like about a bomb. That, that would like be incredible. In, drop bears. Company just runs around and kills people. Drop amazing. bears, man. We warned you about them. You didn't listen. Here they are. <laughs> I would be so very, very happy, but I have a feeling they don't do that. That would be fucking oh, awesome. No. You know what it would be like? No one would complain that the bear could sit in the seat. And it like, would fit in, in Far Cry perfectly. That, yeah, would, the, that would absolutely fit into Far game. Cry. That would absolutely. It's like the fucking bears in the plane with you in the second seat. That's. You know. <laughs> nobody. Uh, <laughs> nobody is gonna vo- nobody is gonna rate the game down because of that nobody he has little aviator glasses on and he's just staring at you like Rrr. it would be incredible so like your little chewbacca uh, yeah uh. that would be incredible but yeah i think um so the, you know the three of us have obviously played a decent amount of it um wow. you know you've heard you know, our conclusions i guess on it it's it seem it's good it's definitely good like there's no denying yeah. that like, I agree with Jesse. Ubisoft has been making the right steps to fix their repetitive franchises. Yeah. They it have. makes you want to see what they'll do next so you're more mm-hmm. willing to buy the game because you're like, oh, well, if this is a step in the right direction, I can't wait to see what their next step is. Mm-hmm. Rather than a company like EA that's like, well, fuck you then. We're going to do our own thing. It's like, you didn't buy it? You didn't buy SimCity? Goodbye, Maxis. <laughs> yeah, just burn the studio at the ground if you didn't do it. It's like, yeah. that's not the right answer. Never. <laughs> my concern, my only concern is that this is just another, like, Ubisoft arc. It's like, oh, you started the new uh, Ubisoft arc, and now we're going to have five <laughs> games in this arc that are all basically the same again before the next reboot. And that's my only concern, that they don't they don't learn from this and make their next game, you know, also a lot better and improve aspects yeah. of it and just say, oh, we got the formula right now, so we can now just make five more games like that. No, nope, nope, don't you dare. 
don't yeah, you no, fucking dare. Yeah, no, the formula's not right. It's just infinitely better than what you had before. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get it confused. The it's formula's right. never going to be good. right. It's never going to be 100% great. Mm-hmm. I, I, if Far Cry 6 is completely fucking different to Far Cry 5, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to do the opposite of complain. But it's going to be in space. Far Cry 6 It'll is on the space. moon. Yeah. Far Cry 6 takes place on the moon. Make it fucking happen. You have my permission. I mean, you basically uh, you already had that on Mars with Red Faction anyway, so... God, Far Cry 6 Red Faction. Far Cry 666! It takes place in hell! God oh, damn, shit, it son. God damn it. No, we already did this with Saints Row, and it didn't work out well. <laughs> Everything's been done before. Ah. Yeah, so that's that. Fuck me. We're at uh, 5.26pm Eastern Time, and we're still talking about video games. Thinking, do we go all the way through? Should sure. we? Or do we need a yeah, break? Whatever you want to do. We don't need to take another break. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're not taking another break, folks. I'm sorry about that. So if you need to pee, well, get hopefully. Get your bladder. Yeah. Not yeah. You. Get some bladder power, and or if you don't have that, a bo- an empty bottle. But I think yeah. I think I've heard ads for bladder power on the radio. Bladder power. <laughs> no, bladder power. Weird supplement. Your oh, there you go. Okay. Well, let's move on to a little bit of news. And then we'll have a look at some releases, shall we? Seems like a good way to go. So uh, there were a couple of interesting little articles. Uh, we were talking about Fortnite earlier. And yeah. this game is going to keep coming up because, you know, Fortnite is right now a very, very relevant game. Yeah. Uh, right. It's so relevant that it's hitting the news for fucking with the education system. I don't know if you read that uh, article, Jesse, that... Teachers are pissed off because Fortnite is basically taking over classrooms now that it's available on mobile, mobile. devices. That's but that's if it wasn't gonna be Fortnite, it was gonna be something else. Phones have always been an issue. Like even when I was teaching, and this is like 2007, people were on their phones. Like that'll yeah. never not be an issue. Phones now it's just playing Fortnite on the phones. But before it was like phones are always gonna be a problem. There was a time where I literally looked up how much a cell phone jammer cost. And then I saw a thing that said, cell phone jammers are illegal. They because, are like, illegal. You can't do that. And I was yeah. like, God damn laws. I'd have one of my classrooms. Even when we were in high school, man, like back in the day. Uh, not, not my ass. <laughs> uh, no. Well, mine, Palm Pilots and your TI calculators playing like Doom. Oh, TI TI okay, yeah, yeah those. Yeah. I mean, we you know we had, we had ways and means of playing certain web games and you know using library computers. You know we didn't yep. have smartphones; weren't a thing then, uh, right. so you know we couldn't do that. And you weren't allowed a laptop or anything in class; so that wasn't a thing. Oh yeah, so. that was the oh. best part of taking fucking like Excel. It's like hell yeah, I'll take Excel and then computer. do something yeah. else. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> class was playing uh, Drug Wars on my TI eighty five. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. that was one of them. That was definitely one of them. The uh, but the story I actually wanted to cover was uh, not that apparently Fortnite is going to destroy America as we know it with the education system falling ar- down around our ears. It's that uh, according to a article, Fortnite Battle Royale was developed in two months and wasn't originally going to be a free to play game, according to Epic's Ed Zobrist. They you know two months two months of development. To make this thing based obviously the on the battle royale section. Yes. Obviously they already had Save the World, so they were building off the back of that. And it's their fucking engine, so they can build very, very quickly in it. But uh we hear yeah, the term fast follow a lot. 
that's a fucking fast follow. Oh yeah, they saw and the a very on successful the one. Instantly. Yes, they, they did. Get in on this now. Yeah, they did. They they saw exactly what was going to happen with Battle Royale, and Battle Royale is going to be a big deal this year and probably next year as well. Yeah. And they're like, well, we have this game that's not doing very well. Why do and it has certain aspects in it that we can use. Mm-hmm. Let's build a battle royale game and use those aspects and use those assets to do it. And as it turns out, it worked out very, very well for them. Yeah. I had and still have way more fun with that Fortnite than I do with PUBG. Yeah. Because it's more because it is fun. Like the, yeah. the, the world they've created is a fun world rather than PUBG, which is like this, even though what people create in it, it's very, just very yeah. serious. This is super yeah. serious. But people create their own fun in it because they like, I'm doing wheelies off shit and like Fortnite from moment one is like this is silly and fun and that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Yep. It's the, that's how it's presented. That's how it looks. You know the fact that you're on a flying fucking bus instead of yep. some serious military plane. Yep. It's no, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And it's continued to go that route instead of getting more serious. It's got less serious. It's added sillier locations, sillier weapons, sillier power ups, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, it's a whole cosmetic system is ridiculous and that's the way it should be it and i know is appealing no i i know people at the beginning were shitting on like but it, like the building part like what the fuck do people even do with that the thing people, people figured it out building, you're like what the person's just like building a tower filled with traps and like rocking himself it's, it's insane that they, it, these people get so the build- good at just throwing up quick buildings the impressive. building system became an extension of the movement system oh you yeah now, initially it was just oh this allows me to get up a mountain that i can't get up and now it's like i do this shit in the middle of combat to outflank you i'm like wow that's impressive not to mention what it does to the end game when when everything gets you know it's the final showdown you often have a couple of forts you know and you're fucking throwing rockets and explosives at each other. And it is a fundamentally different game at that point. Yeah. Which is great. Looking at high level Fortnite play is the most confusing shit in the world. Oh, it scares me. Because <laughs> yeah. when two people see each other, it's just walls, 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 yeah. walls, 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 yeah. walls, dead. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What I think happened? it was exciting. It frightens me because from when I played, it was like, okay, you finally get to the end and it's like two dudes trying desperately like find like ways around buildings that already exist. Yeah. And in the months since then, it's like, oh yeah. no, now we are the buildings. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some crazy shit that goes on in that. Uh, it, but you're right. It was interesting to say, like, oh, that's a superfluous feature. And then it turns out not to be anything like that and actually right. becomes a you know real element of the game. That requires actual skill to work with. It's it's incredible how um, successful it was, but simultaneously also quite predictable. I think it it capitalized on the popularity of a nascent genre where the only big game in it cost thirty dollars, was buggy as shit, and in order to run it properly, you needed a very powerful PC, mm. and it had you know those sort of you know it was an ugly game. Let's be honest. So oh, yeah. you come along with a bright, colorful, cartoony game Optimize. with a bit of personality, optimized <laughs> game that runs on pretty much anything. And yeah, it's free. How the fuck do you argue with that? And of course, it's become so popular amongst kids, you know, mm. because you're talking about a game that will run on practically anything, which includes whatever, 
you know, battered old computer a, a kid might have at that age. And now it's available on mobile devices as well. It's, you know, it's obvious at this point that it's going to be super successful and continue to be super successful. I'm surprised we haven't seen other bigger companies tackle that with seeing how popular PUBG got. I, 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 think, I, I think, think it's happening, will. but not yet. Yeah, I think we will see more because of development times. So, like, over the next yeah. year, you're going to see more Battle Royale-style yeah. games appear. But I can't... I was just thinking, like... Sea of Thieves Royale, it's coming. Isn't, isn't well, this... Well, a lot of it's... It's a game mode. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. isn't this, like, a trend that it... Isn't the second game always... Fuck, I need to look this up. I feel like the second iteration of a thing is always the one that takes off. So, like, for, like, MOBA, is it going to be like... League was, would be the second. Uh, yeah, game. I was thinking like MOBAs was League, even though there was like Dota before it and all the things that before. Uh, for MMOs, it was WoW, even though EverQuest was before that. Um, right. Like, there's all these different. Th I'm trying to like think of more versions, well, but like technically that's already like happened. Like because H1Z1, King of the Kill, was yeah, there was before. The one. And so now, like yeah, uh, Fortnite mm -hmm. and Fortnite after PUBG, but then you go even further back than that. You had your armor. Three yeah, battle royale, and you also had your Hunger Games for Minecraft. Do you do you think that that this might be a genre that you can continue to create and iterate better versions yes. of? Yes, I do. I, the thing is, I don't even think it's a genre. I think it's a game mode. Like you could, right, right. there is nothing stopping you in many cases, and this is going to happen, and this is already happening. Uh, it's uh, they've put into Warface and a couple of other games. They just released. It's a standalone, but it could have not been. Um, Robocraft Royale, which initially was a game about building robotic vehicles and uh, killing each other. Uh, <laughs> there is now a Battle Royale version of that that came out a couple of days ago on Steam. And I imagine, I think it's very likely we're going to see games like Battlefield and games like COD include a Battle Royale style mode. Oh, because Activision you, would be dumb not to have their own version of it. Oh, you, yeah you don't need a hundred players to make battle royale work. So yeah. battlefield in particular, which already supports 64, I would much, much rather play a battle royale version of that than I would PUBG because oh, like it's far more polished version of uh, Oh my God. That'd where be the cool. gunplay actually feels good and sounds good. Yeah. I'd much yeah. rather play that. There's so, so many things you can do with it because it is, a, you can use your existing assets to just make that game mode because mm -hmm. it's just a mode it's not you could you can call it a genre if you like but there's no if you are a first person shooter you can be a battle royale game in fact even if you're not apparently you can because there's now a mode in gta and there's oh, that there. robocraft thing and there'll be mm -hmm. a bunch of others you know there'll be a bunch of others Right. that come along and try different things. There'll be a Far Cry 5 Battle Royale that probably shows up in the arcade in the next couple of months, if not before that. Who know, you know, Division 2 uh, will almost certainly do it. Yeah, Division, Division one, 1 has one. Division 1 already has one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can say, please no more Battle Royale games. Tough shit, you're getting it. <laughs> you're not gonna, they're not going to stop making oh, no, these. And we have to play them all. Yeah, we have to, you're forced Every at gunpoint to play them. It's Everyone terrible. Everyone that comes out, I have to play. Yeah. Don't force <laughs> these games on me. You, you're going you're <laughs> to get them. Like Either they're going to be standalone or they're going to be game modes. 
And I, standalone, obviously, I think has a better potential for making money. But simultaneously, if you're not popular and you don't gain a player base, you're dead. If you attach it to a game like Battlefield, whereby it's not reliant on the success of the Royale mode in order to be a successful release, it's a much safer bet. Which is why I think we'll see a lot of that this year. Yeah. Somebody in chat actually thinks that Doom 2016's gunplay was meh. I should actually ban them for that, but I'm going <laughs> to let them get away with it for the time being. Like, you're obviously just stupid. We don't allow opinions. Yeah, I mean, and it's okay, no, 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 no. It's okay we don't allow just to be stupid. wrong opinions. No, yeah, it's a wrong opinion. It's a fundamentally <laughs> wrong opinion. But it's not a crime to be stupid. Anyway, yeah, that was that news story. Fortnite was made in two months and made a bazillion dollars. There you go. Yep. Which is terrifying. Yeah. What a dream, right? <laughs> to right, yeah, like, two oh, months project. Like a fucking Battle Royale thing in in this game and just see I, what happens whoever was the guy that saw PUBG on the fortnite team or an ea or whoever and, epic rather, yeah. and it was like we need to do this now they better have gotten like a promotion and a bonus and a raise and all kinds of shit because they made that company a ton of money yeah yeah they absolutely did uh, Shame they couldn't have saved Paragon, I guess. But hey, maybe see Paragon come back as another Battle Royale game. Probably not, but there well, you go. Well, even though Paragon flopped, and it's cool that they kind of released the assets for free for everybody. I'm interested to see what somebody makes with it. Yeah. Now that stuff's available on the Unreal Engine. You can build stuff with their assets. It's crazy when you think about it. But yeah, I mean, Fortnite is blowing up. I mean, they had... A fucking million people concurrent tuned into a YouTube live stream of a yeah. Spanish YouTuber tournament. I think they found a hundred Spanish gaming YouTubers. And by the way, the Spanish gaming scene on YouTube is massive. It's you huge. Know. It's, it's huge. huge. Absolutely huge. Apparently over a million people tuned into it. That's bonkers. That's crazy. You know, we've seen the shit with Drake and Ninja on Twitch. That's it's going to unprecedented crazy heights. Mm. Makes me wish I remembered my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like, buy oh, all man. but you stream the Spanish. <laughs> yeah. style baño. There's yeah. See, see, see. Dos cervezas, por favor. It's like fuck. I should have taken Spanish instead of French. <laughs> French is useless. <laughs> por favor. Por favor. Por favor. Tortillas de patatas. Can oh, I get some quesadillas, please? Oh my god. Patatas, as they say. Please stop. Quick uh, article about Sea of Thieves. Obviously, we've just been talking about that. The We were talking about how, you know, there's no motivation to do certain things. And one of those things was, of course, there's not really a death penalty. Yeah. Well, they wanted to add one, and everyone got really fucking mad at them for suggesting that. They wanted mm -hmm. to add a gold-based death penalty. Uh, basically, everybody hated that idea. So they're not going to do it anymore, apparently. I, uh, I also heard, I could be wrong, but I also heard the death penalty was only going to be in PvE. You were not yes. going to incur a penalty in PvP. Correct. Yes. Uh, the, the death cost would not have applied to PvP-related deaths. Um, but they, they're killing it. They, they don't want that. And, I mean, I don't really blame them. I think that's a fairly yeah. ch cheap way, especially if it's just PvE, of adding 
you know, now you have to grind stakes. longer for your cosmetics. Yeah, they're yeah. very that's a very artificial stakes. Yeah. Yeah, that there was there isn't a lot of creativity in there. Even no. even if they were like every time you die, because you know, you're you have randomly generated pirates that you use. You don't like build your pirate. Wow, really? Um, there's no, there's no character customization in the game. You yeah. have to choose from them and th you can reselect and like they'll delete them and you get new ones. But the problem is when you make the joke like, I'm going to be Redbeard the Pirate and it takes you 65 tries to get a Redbeard. <laughs> to get a Redbeard, like, yeah. I don't, I'll never understand. It's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre because they have the system. It's The system is there. They just chose not to let you. Any game that won't let you customize a character but will infinitely let you refresh randomly till you get the character you want. God damn. Blows my mind. Well, just let me pick it. If you're just gonna let me hit go reset until I get the one I want, let me just fucking pick it. But I was gonna say because because of that, because you just like choose a thing that was made by the computer. Um, if every time you died, you looked more and more like a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like uh the dudes on Davy Jones's that, oh guy, yeah right fish people the fish more, <laughs> more like you had one foot in the door of being actually dead and then yeah. one day you just like when you res you're a totally different person <laughs> that would be really funny <laughs> i i mean i wonder if the reason for it was just there's a lot of people would have maybe made their pirates look quite similar and they were worried about that so like hey if we yeah, have this jack sparrows <laughs> yeah pretty much if we have this random shit and you know we forced you to pick something that you didn't quite you know that wasn't what you wanted but it was close enough or or you just got sick of it and just picked something because you wanted to play the fucking thing then you get more visual variety well i mean that doesn't really matter does it because you don't meet that many other pirates anyway mm -hmm. if there was a nice big meeting place uh well you know i'm surprised it wasn't like a pirate's tavern where there could yeah. be like a hundred plus people and just yeah, like an instance little tavern or instance island. I mean, if you're gonna nope. have if you're gonna have a game where you show off your cosmetics, it's surprising that you don't have that. We're uh, traveling down that shit on Sea of Thieves Road again. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs> I can see Jesse's face. He's just like, so, no. Oh, I just God, want no. it to be good, and it's yeah, nobody complains. It breaks my heart. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's clean, but it's not. It's not great. Yeah. It's a glass house with yes. no furniture. Indeed. It is uh, a model home. <laughs> the chicken is fake. Everything is fake. <laughs> the chicken's no. just a chest. It's yeah. an Ikea no. show. The, the fruit no. is rubber. It's all rubber. Oh, dear. All right. I think that's about it for the news, really. Cool. Shall we releases? There what? aren't that many that are great. I've been we'll because try. we didn't have a break. I didn't have time to like go through and find games. So I'm sitting here trying to find games. You guys took all the good ones. There's literally yeah, I know we did. You know what fuck I took one game. I'm marking <laughs> this. Are you say. taking Far Cry Five? Oh, I'm taking I, Far Cry Five. I, I, you take Far Cry Five. I, I I've, I'm grabbing another one before you grab it. Oh dear. Oh, yeah, just okay. Yeah, you missed that one. There we go. All right. Uh, moving on to game releases. Then he says he suddenly realizes that what he needs to this set game? this up correctly so that you can see it. Uh, there we go. Yep, that was my no, reaction to a off. lot of it. Yeah. Uh, or uh, no, Mathis is first. Math what? Yes, sure. Ma Mathis's right. game is first. All right. Moving on to releases for this week, ladies and gentlemen. 
After four years in early access, Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues is coming out. And it's the next, it comes out today out of early access. And, and you it weren't is kidding. the next MMO by Richard Garriott, the guy who brought you Ultima, the guy who did Tabula Rasa, which I actually really liked while it was around. Yes. Um, and this is his next one, which is kind of a spiritual, in his in his words, a spiritual successor to the Ultima franchise. Um, and you were not I, kidding when you said it's been in early access for four years. I am 2014 not was when it went into early access. Listen, dude, it's still not as long as fucking Project Zomboid, okay? No, true enough. Still in fucking early access. Well, I remember this being, uh, was, this was the Kickstarted game, wasn't it? It was Kickstarted. They've done a bunch of like telethons for it over the years. Um, wow. Yeah, they did a lot of fundraising for this thing. Telethons? Yeah, they did telethons for it. Um, what? Amazing. It is, I don't know if it's any good. I hope it is, but it's, Got that? It's that slow burn MMO where uh, you can have player owned cities and player owned homes, and there's no classes. There's just skill trees that you go up, and you can specialize however you want. Your character's a blank slate. But the negativity that I've read about the game is that, at least during its early access phase, I don't know if they're going to change it now. Uh, there's a lot of paid to win. So, like, the best houses and getting the best housing spots you would pay real money for. Oh, God. Um, That's how they raise know... all of their money, isn't it? I mean, it's very Star Citizen-esque. It is incredibly Star Citizen-esque. Um, the problem is, the difference is, Star Citizen still has a lot of people with flowery vision in their eyes about what that game is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested in checking it out because the type of MMO that it's trying to be, that sandbox, player-controlled, kind of MMO is, is up my alley. Yeah, of course. And I, and I, I like it, but I, I haven't a dream dipped of a lot into of people, Shadow of right? the Avatar yet, so I'm, I'm a little nervous because the reviews right now are mixed on it. Yeah. Um, the years and years of early access. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at this gameplay trailer and it looks pretty damn great. You know, it looks like a good next-gen MMO. Some good effects, some pretty cool it's combat. Unity, too. Yeah, it's, it's a good-looking Unity game, but yeah, reviews have been mixed for a long time. It's hard to say exactly whether or not this is going to end up being any good in the long term. It's cool to have Richard Garriott's next game, at least. Sure. I mean, he's kind of yeah. a legend in the ancient PC circles. So Indeed, yeah. All right, moving on. Dodgy, you've got a few choices by looks of it. Yeah, here's here's one of my weird games. Uh, <sighs> so this one's called Anamorphine. Um, and it's about a guy who's trying to like address something traumatic that happened in his past so it looks very surreal and like oh we're in your house but also kind of in your brain and um it looks it looks very trippy and weird and i'm into that yep it so. certainly looks those things i don't know why <laughs> there's a, either a cello or a double bass as part of the logo for some reason that's a she um the woman that you keep thinking ah, about plays it she plays yeah, plays a cello. Well, there you go then. It does look pretty cool. I must admit, it's let you know. It's you do every now and again pick one of those sort of walking simulated games. It looks like, frankly, it's a pile of shit. This one does look like they put some effort into it. So, well done on them and I on do what you. I can for this podcast. Indeed. <laughs> yes, Jesse. Yo. Uh, all right. I found one that I am like. This is it's the twentieth anniversary of the Atelier series. Yeah, this one's been oh, going on for a long version. fucking time. Yeah, and so this is the newest game. Uh, it is, I guess you play as twin sisters who are also alchemists, and you are trying to become the best atelier of all the ateliers oh. out there. 
So uh, you fight in paintings, I guess, is the purpose of this one. I'm trying to figure out what you do, but it's like you go into paintings and battle. Great. Sure. But uh, as always, the trailers to try and find some actual gameplay. But yeah. So uh, it's an incredibly popular series, and the newest one just came out. So there you go. Great. All the videos are anime cutscenes. These are of no use to anybody. (laughs) God damn it. All right. Dodger. Uh, Speaking of piracy. Since we're all looking for pirate games to play, this one is uh, called The Pirate's Fate. All the pirates are animals. Sure. Um, Why not? And uh, yeah, it's a it's a visual novel about animal pirates. And Damn. one of the very first uh, user tags is sexual content. So. I was gonna say I went to search it and it's like Furry's this has adult wonderful. content. I'm like, oh really? Okay. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. better off looking so. at Secret of Monkey Island, which also just came out on Steam quite recently no. and has not been on there great for game. ages. That is a fucking Everybody's great game. Everybody's played that, but have no, you they have not. The super buff wolf that maybe you bone in. Uh, you know, maybe I'm, do you see the way this? You definitely fuck this wolf at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like gotta bone that guy. He's gonna have this tongue I'll hanging stick, out with drool coming out. Stick with the oh, classics, I think. He dodged your nose as soon as I said it. She knew. Yeah, she I think this is a bad recommendation. Uh, moving on uh pixar what the fuck uh so there is now a more uh, even more minecrafty like version your suggestion <laughs> this was pixar was my suggestion yeah yeah this one is uh it's yeah. a more minecrafty version of arc survival evolved that was developed by a different company who i think are actually the parent company maybe of wild card or Snail. the other way around one way or the other i do not know why this exists um they claim it's not your average sandbox survival game but it sure as hell fucking looks like all the other stuff that we've seen before there's no doubt about that it looks like minecraft and portal knights and trove i guess and other stuff can this company suck suck the nectar of arcs money until I, nobody gives a shit about it anymore. I don't know, but apparently, there's so many arcs. It's okay. Yeah, Pixar. I don't. I don't know. I, I have no explanation as to why this exists, but it does, and it's in now in early access as of today. Dodger. A land of glass. I can't right. tell if I think this game looks really pretty. Or like I would really hate it after playing it uh, for a little bit. I kind of find um, But it's game. a it's a action RPG oh, CCG. Oh, CCG meets action RPG. Okay, I mean. So everything's supposed to be stained glass. Is kind of the idea. Yeah. Looks like it. So like on some of the screens, I'm like ooh, and on other screens, I'm like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that, <laughs> it's a very old art style. It's. Mm. It's very strange. It's a real-time card game that's grid-based, but it's also an action RPG. Mm. I mean, I, I'm curious about this. Like, The art style, to me, is somewhat off-putting, but it is a very interesting idea. Huh. I'm, mm. I don't know what to think of that. I'm just, I'm just going to have to try it, because it looks quite original. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, just really quick... Uh... You know how they they keep like adding stuff and changing stuff in Slay the Spire. Yep. Yeah. The like the like screens where you choose ironclad or silent. The images that they use for them now are fucking sick looking. Okay. 
<laughs> so they're, they're like, way uh, less crap than they used to be. The art style of that game is one of the complaints I have about it. There, uh, the movement of like the the enemies is is starting to grow on me. Like they keep making it so that they move a bit like smoother, and I'm just like, that's cool. All right, that, that right. game just improves every single week, quite literally. They add stuff every week. Big release this week, of course. Jesse points Far Cry out. Five, y'all. Far Cry Five, yep. Yeah. That is out as of today. Some people were a bit confused that they've been seeing streams earlier, etc. Obviously, the review embargo had lifted yesterday and stream embargo had lifted a couple of days ago. So that's why you've been seeing that. But yeah, we talked an awful lot about that. So if you're looking to drop $60 on a big open world game, you have the option of doing that. They're also offering a season pass. Don't, for the love of God, don't. When when has Far Cry ever actually had good DLC? Because... Unless you count, oh, oh. and I don't count Blood Dragon. That's yeah, a no, I was about to say, if you don't count Blood Dragon, never. Yes. <laughs> then I got nothing for you. No. Don't buy season passes for games. That's really stupid. Don't do that. Especially not for Far Cry. You'll just get let down. <laughs> uh, another game, Jesse, that you found. Oh dear. Yes, yes. I can see. I can see why. Okay. The Oakwood Academy of Spells and Sorcery is Tricky. literally just like an adult visual novel. But let me tell you, the reason why I selected this isn't because of boobs, isn't because of sorcery, it's because this is literally the name of the high school I went to. <laughs> Except for the spell and sorcery part. Oakwood, again, like that's where I Oakwood went to. Academy. That's where I went to for high school. So I want everyone to know that, yes, this is exactly how I was taught. This, oh is, this is why I have a problem, because everyone in my school was a sexy sorceress. It was weird for me. But now you can experience what it was like to be a young Jesse. In fact, I recommend role-playing that, uploading it as a series, oh and sending it to me. I like the screenshot of, like, the two sexy girl professors, like, on each other. And it They're shows in class. camera. And in the bottom left, it says 4K 60 FPS. So that you know you're using a good camera. Yeah, they oh, aren't going to, like, make a shitty porn at this school. <laughs> the, first, the first thing they do in the description is... So don't forget to install the free full edition patch. In other words, the nude patch. The nude patch, yeah. Yeah, God. Steam, steam, steam. Oh, well. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition. Uh, Beamdog, the guys that have been doing the enhanced editions of Baldur's Gate, etc. Got a hold of Neverwinter Nights. I, I don't know how much they can improve Neverwinter Nights versus what they did with Baldur's Gate, etc., and based on the footage, it doesn't look that improved, although it does look like it's got a better interface. I was mm. never really hugely into Neverwinter Nights, I have to admit. Same. I did prefer things like Icewind Dale at the time, but that is out as of today with DLC straight out of the gate because, of course, there was a bunch of expansions for that game. So yeah. they decided to release those separately, which I think is a little scummy, uh, considering, like rather than including them in the game, bearing in mind the age of this thing. But yeah, there's six pieces of DLC for this thing. And if you Jesus. buy the... Yeah, the the digital deluxe edition, which includes all of them, is twice the price of the regular game. Okay. So a little, little excessive, I think, but hey. The other one that I noticed is there's... For some reason, this is on PS4... Uh, they're releasing another version of The Witch and the Hundred Knight, which was a kind of weird Japanese action yeah. RPG back in the day. There's apparently a sequel to that. So <laughs> I noticed that on the release list. 
There's the legendary edition of Injustice 2, which is coming out this week, which is just Injustice with all the DLC, basically. Yeah, all the DLC. So, you know, good time to buy it if you want to get into Injustice as of now. Get them turtles. Yes, that you can. That is true. Uh, Outside of that, I think that's about it for today. Moving on to March the 28th. Not exactly many things we would recommend, but Dodger thinks that you might like Evil Cogs. Yeah, the color palette uh, reminds me a lot of Hollow Knight, which is why mm. I kept looking at it. Yeah, and um, it's it one of those. Yeah, it's it's really smooth looking, and you play as a beam of light that's kind of trying to make its way through darkness while things are chasing you. Pretty. Um, the beam of so... light is inexplicably a blob. Yep, a but blob of light. There so... are some. There is some nice art in this, though. Very. There's definitely some limbo in there. Some insane mm-hmm. Shadow Planet, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, is this also a mobile game? I uh, might be. You, yeah, I mean, the, in the reviews, it says apparently it's out on mobile as well. So there you go. That might be a fun way to play it if you just can, like... That's entirely possible. I had quick highlight, just because this is just a weird series and it's weird to see it continue. Tempest 4000 on PS4, for some reason. <laughs> Can't believe there are still Tempest games coming out, but apparently there are. Moving on to March the 29th. Long Gone Days. What about that? Long Gone Days uh, is a RPG. Days are long Um, gone. Yeah. And I I like the way that in the video, I like the way that like the movement and the style looks a lot. I wonder what this is about. What? I don't know. It says that it, it pulls from elements of dystopian fiction. So. Mm. Mm. But I don't know. I like the art style. Interesting. The, the fight style looks interesting. There's like a sniper section. Yeah, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find an example of the combat, uh, but I'm not having a little look looking through it's, the It's uh, maybe about a minute oh. 25 in. Yeah. yeah, I saw a little bit of it there. Oh, okay. And your other possibility... Oh, yes. Um, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really pretty. It honestly looks like a really beautiful mobile game. Um, but... Uh, it's giving me some yeah. Monument Valley vibes. Definitely some Monument Valley vibes for me as well. Um, yeah, it's a developer digital published like game. Aspects? So. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what... It's, I mean, it's a labyrinth of sorts you have to work in tandem with another character to bring color back to the world as to how you do that i'm not sure exactly it is listed as a strategy game so yeah i'd like to see more of it but steam is shitting itself at the moment and it's video playback i don't know why that is but it's not giving me a great indication of how you do that but it's if it's being published by devolver digital it's obviously not complete shit so yeah, it might be worth a look. I don't think there's anything else that day that is hugely interesting. Not by the looks of it. There's a few things for Switch, but I've actually never heard of any of them. So, I don't know. I mean, Switch has been getting a lot of games lately, and they're not all good. Just bear that in mind. It's starting to get to the point where when you go to the store on Switch, there's a shit ton of games. You're like, I haven't heard of any of these. <laughs> like, yeah. are any of these any good? Mm. yeah there'll um, be i think we'll have a content saturation problem on that platform at some point 
Yeah, it looks like none of us found anything on the 30th either. The only, no. the only thing that I'm still kind of interested in is Bankster, but we've seen Bankster on this list a couple weeks in a row, so I didn't want to point it out again. Yeah, I I, I, I didn't find anything on there. There's, there's a ton of, like, amusing names for games, like We Can't Get Through the Zombies, <laughs> or they've got um, Lethal Lawns Competitive Mowing Blood Sport, or Snail yeah. Trek Chapter 4, The Final Fondue. But none of these look good. <laughs> they just look silly. Puke Simulator. Yep, lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that. Uh, you did find something on March the 31st, though. Yeah, make sale. If you're the sort of person who likes um, games where you build ships, like spaceships or, oh, yeah. or floating ships. Um, it looks like... um. Oh, what the fuck is the name of the boat in Zelda? It looks like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you make your ship and you try to you try to go around and upgrade your ship and uh, the style of it looks nice. Yeah. Survive an ocean of storms and beasts to find better pieces to make your ship bigger. It's got a great art style. Mm. And I I love the idea of building your own thing. I'm just it's an early access game and I'm Always interested when they focused a lot on being able to build a thing. Cool. And then what do you do with that thing? Yeah. Is there enough like compelling content to make it worthwhile for me to spend two hours customizing my ship only to have it explode, you know, within the next five minutes? Right. It does look good, though. Yeah, I like the aesthetic in particular. I think that might be about it. Yeah. I we didn't find anything else. Uh, the only other thing I can think of, and I'm hoping that I'm even right about this, um, is that I think Space Tyrant comes out of early access this week. Yeah, I, I, yeah, actually, yeah, it did as of last month, actually. Fuck, I don't know how I missed that. Uh, but I just want to point out, this is a really fucking fun little light uh, 4X with a really cool 90s cartoon theme to it where you play an evil Space Tyrant. And I, I checked this out while I was in early access and I loved it. Uh, I'd strongly suggest now that it's out of early access that you have a look at it. I think someone mentioned it in chat. That's why it sprung to mind. But uh, it just got an update recently and it came out of early access as of the end of last month. Cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's about it in terms of games. Big cool. release obviously being Far Cry 5. Yep. And I don't think I don't really think there's much else, honestly. Alright. Cool. Well, that's that then. I'm just checking chat to make sure we didn't miss something really important. Right. Uh actually there is one thing that I did want to mention, and that's that if you're into board games or even remotely interested in board games in some way, or want to kind of get into heavier board games through the ages has now been ported to pc it came out on mobile i think last month or the month before and it has the interesting accolade of being maybe the game with the best tutorial i've ever used in a game mm. like for something that's this is a quite complicated board game it's basically civilization the board game but without being civilization there's an actual civilization board game as well this is fairly notoriously heavy in terms of a game. The way it teaches you is really, really good and actually quite funny as well. 
Uh, this game is available for just under 10 bucks, and it's quite a compelling game on its own. Very cool if you're playing with other people, and a great way to learn the real board game, because the real board game is quite hard to learn. But the tutorial for this game is fantastic, and I believe it also supports cross-play with iOS and Android, which is neat. Mm. So, yeah, that that's just something that popped up as of, I think, yesterday or the day before, and is worth having a look at. All right, I think we're about done for the show, folks. Far as I'm aware, I don't know of anything else that's coming out. I'm hoping we didn't miss anything. But it's possible. There are lots of games. That's just the way it goes. Mathis, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I would love to know what's coming onto your channel over the next couple of weeks. What's, what's going uh, on? Yeah, sure. If you swing over to youtube.com slash judgemathisgames, I've got a uh, review. It's a retro review uh, channel that I have for PC games, and I'm covering the whole Legacy of Kane series. I'm on a Soul Reaver 2 review. should be coming out this Friday. And the other thing I'll plug is uh, I have a podcast now with myself, Jesse Cox, and Alex Faciane. We do it every two weeks. It's called Chiluminati Podcast. We cover all kinds of paranormal weird shit, from ghosts to aliens to uh, conspiracy theories to stupid shit like the hollow moon theory. And then I poo-poo it all because it's I don't great. believe in any of it. <laughs> it's so it's fantastic. So you can you can find that on all your typical like uh, iTunes and all that stuff. Just Chiluminati podcast. We're, uh, we're still new, but people are loving it so far and I'm loving doing it. In the next episode, we're going to be looking at aliens. Yes. And if you want to know, are the Beatles still together in an alternate dimension? <laughs> oh, that was yeah. the last yes. Episode. And their music is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's very good. So, you know, it's true. Yeah, Maybe. I'll leave it there. Dodger, what you got coming? Um, just streaming. You can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything. I have a coffee company at DodgerCoffeeCo.com. Because of course you do. And we're reading Hajime no Ippo on MangaPod tonight. If you're into boxing stuff and you want to hear about a manga about boxing. Sure. I'm sure those are words. <laughs> and he didn't just make them up. Yeah. Jesse, what you got coming up? Yo, uh, Scary Game Squad on the channel right now for the rest of the week. A game called Rise of Insanity. It is Bonkers Town. And uh, for some reason, I got talked into playing it by the internet. So I'm doing that. But I don't scare nearly as easy as I did before. <laughs> so I torture everyone. It's great. Um, and then uh, on the stream, going to be playing Far Cry 5 probably uh, after this for a little bit. But I definitely need to pee. So not right away. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Dodger, hold that shirt up again. And if you want to buy a cool throwback to Life is Strange, you can buy the Ant Queen t-shirt and or tank available now. If you can see it, if you can get really close. Yeah, life's fucked up, y'all. If you can get up. really close on there, Dan, our sweet boy Danny, will you hold it up a little higher? You can kind of see somehow our faces are in like in this thing. And what? it's goddamn. Oh <laughs> Have you not seen their faces are in the shirt? How cool she is that? She owns the shirt and didn't so realize it. Like, I love it. What? I love the it. Shit? I know. I know. What? I didn't notice that until what? I thought it was like, I know. Oh, dear. The man's an artistic genius. So I'm going to pimp that. It's on the Yeti. Go under the uh, the partners page on the Yeti and you'll find the a Jesse store. And oh, actually my. a Dodger store there as well. So 
Yep. I, store there. I have a store as well, because of course we do. We like to milk money from all of you. Totalbiscuit.shop is the place to go. Totalbiscuit.shop. We currently have our brand new shirt, which is the professor of the snark arts. So if you happen to is want to check it out, it with like means, long black hair. <laughs> it, it would be. We, we, we decided that like, uh, you know, depictions of me is not what people want to wear. So it's more of an emblem. They want skulls and top hats. Yeah, but like you with like Snape, you dressed as Snape. Might <laughs> be my favorite. It's a cosplay I want to see. I would, I would. Yeah, I'd love to. See I would that. love to see that. The fact I would love to. Can we do a thing? Uh, I want to be Harry Potter. TB, you can be Snape. Dodger, you can be Dobby, and we'll all cosplay. Oh dear. Where the fuck's that gonna that, happen? Please? Uh, I could have made you anyone, Dodger, but Dobby's what stood out. Can I have a sock, please? Anyone? Oh, man. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> and of course, you can get 10% off if you happen to be a subscriber. I'll be sending out codes once again. If you happen to be a new sub, you will get an email that has a code that lets you take 10% off anything in the store, which is uh, also applies to the new shirt. So you can do that, which is awesome. Outside of that, we offer discounted games on a daily basis on chrono.gg slash TB. If you missed out yesterday, well, tough, because you missed out on Red Out at the lowest price ever. So feel free to check that out. I Any game that I recommend, I will let you know about on Twitter. A lot of them I do not recommend, so don't go anywhere fucking near them. But yeah, check it out. There's a new game on a daily basis on chrono.gg slash TB, which is heavily discounted. All right. That's about it. Done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for watching the Corporal Podcast. We'll be back the same time next week. Question is, is Daylight Savings Time going to be fucking over or not? Uh, currently, of course, we have Daylight Savings Time as a gap. Uh, it's not applying to Europe. So it's a little awkward. It's March the... Oh, did it already start? Oh. Yeah, I think it started already. Oh, cool. It's not happening anymore. Great. Because that confused the shit out of people. We're and, all caught up now. Yeah, we're all caught up. So it'll be at the same time as it should be. 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. in the British Isles, 9 p.m. Central European... God, is it summertime or not? I don't even know anymore. I think it is Central European summertime. CEST. If it's not, that's a problem because it should be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell them how to do stuff. but it <laughs> just need to teach time. everyone how to do uh, UTC, but nobody knows how to do UTC. Never mind. All right. That's Time's us about been- done. Thank you very much for watching. If you missed any of the show, then it will be available on YouTube on Thursday and also on iTunes. And if you can't wait that long, it's available for Twitch subscribers right the hell now. Thank you to Mathis for filling it at such short notice. I believe next week we will have DJ Wheat on the show. The, the DJ the, one and only? The Silver Fox himself, yes, may Who very well be here. to get him on this thing? It took a while. He's a busy, busy man. I believe he'll be on the show next week. So that should be interesting. And of course, thanks to Dodger and Jesse, as always. Big thanks to you guys for watching the Corporate Podcast. We'll be back once again next week with more gaming coverage of sorts. It's... (laughs) I mean, by by a loose definition. We had a lot of good coverage. There was a lot of things that happened this week. If, if yeah, you ca- certainly, much. if you cared about Far Cry or Sea of Thieves, we had a lot to say. Otherwise, well, <laughs> tough shit. Thanks for watching, <laughs> folks. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.